new one to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board, episode 138. Uh, in preparation of Top of the World on September the 15th, 2017, we're going to be doing a series of podcasts with uh, musicians on the bill. Um, first in the series, I'm very excited. Uh, all friends of mine who've been musicians for years have come together to form, I wouldn't call it a super group, but I am going to call it a super group called <laughs> Slow Voice. Um, the sound to me, I, I listened to the demos that you guys posted last Friday. It sounds to me like it's like stabbing westward, and like there's like a little bit of this like avant garde obscure band that Nine Inch Nails put out called Prick. Have you ever okay. heard Prick from back in the day? No. no. We'll get to it later, but it said the guitars remind me a lot of Prick. it. But wow, I like it. Very already. excited to have here in the lounge this this evening, Mr. Mike Gordon, Mr. John Salomon, and Mr. Steve Schaller of the band Slow Voice. How are you, gents? Great. Thanks for having us. Very good. It's having good to have you guys here. here in the lounge. You know? I'd just like to start and say I'm so psyched to be on a Bobcast. Is I this your first time? Uh, uh, is this a, yeah. I went around the world, coming. and sometimes. Yeah. I, to remind myself of home, I just put on a Bobcast. That's good. And it was awesome. That's what we're going for. We want people to listen yeah. to the bod, the bod, the podcast, <laughs> the Bobcast at, at night, or you know, you're feeling low, or you know, you want to go to sleep. I mean, I've been doing a lot of Headspace at nighttime. I mean, podcasts, all that stuff's great. You wake up, your cell phone battery's drained, but so what? You relax. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But um, sometimes we start uh, the podcast uh, talking about the past, but with slow voice, I'm very excited about it. Like I said, the sound, the guitars, the thing that I'm going to point out right away is the fact that both of you guys have excellent guitar tones. And Thank the fact you. that you're Thank both you. together with it, you know what I mean? Like, I re- I've i seen videos mm-hmm. with you with uh, the Skitty Show, and I'm like, damn, he's fucking ripping it, you know? And then, of course, with the Heat Thank Run, Oso, with the Red King, uh, the John Salomon Band. The Red um, King, who's that? Are you playing bass on the album, or are you... <laughs> no, I have bass. nothing to do with the album whatsoever. It's so okay. I can cockily say about my own band that that album rules. <laughs> and it does, it's not. It's actually not cocky. Sometimes, the, you know, I'm in a band where I'm, you know, a bass player, too. I'm, I, I didn't write the original music, so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have that in, in common. But yeah. I mean, with you, you've always been a great bass player. I've always admired your, your uh, yeah. stand-up bass playing and just... Me, too. You know what I mean? Just how you just uh, command the stage, like, you know... Yeah, well, I'll say about this record, the bass line's on this record don't disappoint that's what you know, I was super super mad at John Salomon actually Why when I heard the record because I was like stay in your lane bro like, <laughs> like you know, play, play, play the guitar yeah. and, and that's it but it, but the, they're great 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 bass lines so. um, yeah. well let me just say that that's awesome thank you cheers the first time I ever saw him play live was with Steve in mm-hmm. I guess you guys were called Oso then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the North Star and it's one thing that was amazing, playing amazing bass lines. Yeah, I think you are. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I think DTH was on that bill that night, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Right. a good possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, we always did the show yep. together. Yeah. And we'll get to them in a second, because mm-hmm. they have something to do with this record as well. Okay, cool. <laughs> but we kind of always knew from the, the beginning that before, if we were ever going to take it from the studio to the live thing, that he was going to be part of it. And that's kind of cool. why. Mm-hmm. And he took, came back at the perfect It's kind of why it took this long for it to become... Mm-hmm. Alive. I mean, that's not the only and reason. Not the only reason, but <laughs> it's all me. It's all me. part of it because he was <laughs> traveling <laughs> and doing his thing. And yeah, Mike it was just uh, never kind of lined up. For those people out there, he was traveling the, the Seven Seas playing his bass guitar. Uh, I decided to become a commercial artist, which is <laughs> my term for selling out. Well, that's great. About it's saying great. selling out. So, like, the, the I remember, yeah. like, um, I guess it was a few months ago, you know, you, you told me about the project and stuff like that. And you guys were, you know, like, how long has it been gestating for? Like, I think we started in 2013. Wow. Yeah. John and I 13 just kind of got 15, together. 16, 17. He had <laughs> just kind of come to the end of 
project he was doing. I had recorded some of his previous music, and I was kind of coming to the end of projects I was part of. And Mainframe, we were just right. like Mainframe Productions. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just have like a studio mm-hmm. in my backyard garage. You did the and, Orbit uh, the Leslie album, right? Yeah, the, it's the more than a backyard sleeve. garage. Steve. There's a sleeve one, right? He With like, the short. fancy colors in the yeah. front. Yeah, the, the, the world was really saved good. by chocolate cake. Yeah. 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 We started. Pl- we started doing. We st- there was a lot of crossover. Like he was yeah. in the Heat Run. I was in JSB, and you came and played some shows with us. Like sat mm-hmm. in on the keys. Then we recorded an EP with you, right. and then I was like in the Heat Run for a few months there. Played yeah. some. Uh, we opened for St. Paul and the Broken Bones at. Yeah, oh, where was that at? at Johnny, Johnny Brenda's. That was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was. Super that was the cool. one show he ever. No, one show he ever played on guitar with us. I think. Yeah. yeah. All the other ones were when he was at sea, and I was playing the bass, bass. trying, trying Mm -hmm. to, struggling. (laughs) That's what I was getting ready Mm -hmm. to say about him before, was that when I seen him, the playing and the singing, that's the whole thing, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, amazing bass Playing bass and singing is really hard, especially with your fingers. Yes. Pick, it's easy, I think. It's different, for sure. If you can play on the one or whatever. It's a different kind of timing, man. Totally different, yeah. It's a weird feeling. I've never really been good at it, so when I was subbing for you on the bass, that was the one thing that I noticed immediately, like after rehearsal one, like, let me just concentrate on playing. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, I'm not going to be able to bring those background vocals in that you're expecting, and especially you guys had certain songs where everybody would, like, sing a line or something like that. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I can either do one or the other. It's all practice. (laughs) It's all it is. Mm -hmm. Bobby knows. No one at the party. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's written right on the one though. That's written on the one. That can't be made any more. That's smart writing. Yeah, (laughs) when you're yeah when you're starting from the start with the bass in your hand and singing it, it's one thing. It's really bizarre. I I was having this conversation this weekend with somebody about it. I think uh, you know who I I watch and like I'm just amazed because I mean Sting's singing when he's playing bass. Yeah, like the way he hits the bass, like like. his fingers mm. aren't even like really touching it. It's like it's like a lot of times he uses he's putting his thumb. his fingers into yeah. the bass. Yeah. yeah, the thumb, but yeah. like you know what I mean? Like that's an, yeah, he's yeah. And his notes are really and, and Paul's Paul very similar. Too. Paul, yeah, yeah like, just the yeah, way Paul just the hell slams is he the, playing yeah. that stuff while he's singing. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's a really, incredible. really uh, impressive. I mean, you even when block. you go back and listen to all those old bass lines, like they're yeah. so oh, they're rich and like technically, I guess they're easy, but the way he does it, it's like you know what I mean, like. Most, I heard he played drums, those, by the way, wrote in the studio. I heard that, too, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul he came in. Did you hear that? Crazy. Yeah, like, what Paul happened to Taylor Hawkins? Like, Taylor, move over. Paul's coming. We got Paul McCartney here today, yeah. Sounds amazing. Paul's, like, what, 74 now? 75? Something like that, right? Sounds right. Yeah, he's still torn hard. I feel like such a schmuck that I still haven't got a chance to see him, though. I tried. I saw him once. Last time around at Citizens Bank. I've seen Which, him three times actually. Frank is going soon. Like actually, yeah, the week, the week of the gig. I saw him when he was sixty-four, and, and he opened the show with "When I'm 64, oh, which was great. That's sick. Yeah, that's just the best. Yeah. Was it the "When I'm 64 tour? Yeah. Did they call it that for real? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Flip Boy. Back to Flip Boy. So, so it's a long, you know, a couple of years in the making and stuff like that. But yeah. the, you know, like you guys have got the sound together. And you're gonna start playing shows, I guess, in the area. The yeah. first one, the top of the world, uh, nine fifteen. Mm-hmm. Super. Let's go over the bill that. real quick. Here, from the from the get go, we're gonna have Jamie in the Guarded Heart. We're gonna have Erica Corbo. We're gonna have John Fay. Apparently, uh, John Fay uh, from Ike. This is not. This isn't the last, but one of right few. Book, that are, right? Yeah, he's writing a book, and he's kind of like gonna, you know, go off into the sunset. Next cool. up, uh, this trio band I've been hearing about, something divine. Judah Kim, the assassination, slow voice, and then we have you do you. Uh, performing on the main stage and uh, something new this year we're going to have DJs uh, performing in a, like a lounge area 
We got Shocker, Art Cubic, and we got Shady Monk. But uh, very excited for Slow Voice. I give you guys the prime time slot. You're gonna have the Thank most. You. you know what I mean? Awesome, like most buddy. most awesome. people will be in there for you guys. I'm guys. super psyched about a lot yeah. of those bands. Too. I know we have connections to all, <laughs> all of those yeah. bands. Yeah, it's so fun it's when you play. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. John and Faye. I love this idea that it's all just set up in the round and we're just kind of playing at just each going, other yeah. and just keeping it. Going. You didn't come to the last. You haven't seen. No, I haven't been. Yeah, I keep thinking I'm gonna get to one. It's it's a lot. I wish I could do more. You know, but maybe it's kind of cool to spread it out and keep it keep it special. Like. Mm-hmm. Spread it out. I've I think, been invited and or like heard about it so many times and haven't been like, there yet. This is the sixth one, so this is the second trilogy that's going to conclude. You know, <laughs> or the Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I love episode. I love having you know uh, some sort of you know uh, secondary type of thing to it. I mean, Mickey mm-hmm. is actually the one that said "Top of the World First uh, from Pocket Dial. And it just kind of stuck, you know. I mean, you, 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 when you're up there, it feels like you're on top of the world. What's going on with that? Like your we're, that. we're uh, you know, I just wrote a new beat the other day. Cool. You know, I'm still, so you know, kinda... just looking for new inspiration. I found yeah. inspiration recently when watching uh, the Defiant ones. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah, it's great. God, man, have you seen that? You guys? Yeah, it's no. So you've for sure, like, yeah. oh my god! After mm-hmm. after it was over, I was like, that's it. I'm going back to making Guns. beats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, went right, I literally went right back into my room over there. I was just like, I got to do something. But yeah. Dr. Dre's story is just the best. It's I mean, so there's good. so many different multi layers, and like, I never really appreciated like uh, his music as much as I did after watching and that. The and like, of Eminem times too. that he, you know, like, like reinvented himself yeah. and like uh, this whole thing mm-hmm. around him. Like, and Jimmy, first it was Easy E. Mm-hmm. He basically created, and then he created Eminem. Eminem. I, and I the fact that my name is was the first thing they ever recorded Snoop. together. Yeah, and Snoop. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just ridiculous. But, um, Snoop Dogg's pretty good. Snoop yeah. is, yeah, he's really good. <laughs> he's I remember when he was like, reincarnated. Did you ever see that on Netflix where he becomes a roster for <laughs> Yeah. Snoop Lion. Yeah. Dude, Snoop I actually like the Snoop Lion stuff. I'm one of the few. I, I, I heard like the first single and then I checked the whole record out. And I'm like, this is really good. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Up in Smoke Tour, uh, 2001, when they did the Chronic. Like, I remember seeing that DVD and being like, wow, this is different, you know, because you always see hip hop. I mean, I saw Method Man and Red Man, I think, in 99, and they were literally rapping over their vocals yeah. like, through the PA, and I was just yeah. like, ah, oh, such a bummer. Weak. But good for Dre, though, you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, it's fun when you find something that inspires you. Yeah. I mean, so this, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I was going to say, this project is kind of like, I wanted to start with something that wasn't a band to mm-hmm. be able to like incorporate me like making the beats kind of and mm-hmm. like setting like the feel for the songs like that and just adding the parts in the studio and, and building it from the ground up and then it's been great to have to go back and like figure out how to yeah. play them live because they weren't yeah, that's fun. designed yeah. that way but then we we did that and that that's been where we're we're at now. Yeah, it was definitely... And it's, like, extra inspiring, too. Mm-hmm. It was written in a way that I've never really wrote before. It's like, you know, you're in your band, and you have a song or a riff or whatever, and you start working on it and jamming it with the fellas, and everybody kind of puts their two cents in and blah, blah, blah. But this was just literally, like, the recording process was the major catalyst in how the songs were written. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if, if it wasn't... If, if we didn't do it the way that we did, I think the end result would have been much different. Yeah. No doubt sure. about it. You know, it's like, obviously... Usually you form a band first and like yeah. kind of let everybody yeah. do their parts. Yeah, this is more yeah, of it, it all started way, with let's record a Dr. song. Dr. Dre way, like we're, this is the, the track and or, you know. We both had spare time. Came in, yeah. Because our brought in songs, bands were kind of so. slowing down or coming to an end or whatever that mm-hmm. we were in before. And then we started doing that. I think maybe we completed one track. 
maybe a track and a half before Dave came into the mix, mm -hmm. Dave Zolik. Mm -hmm. We definitely got to bring him up and mention him. Sure. I mean, you know, the songs were written with the three of us really all collaborating. Yeah. You know, everybody cool. playing different instruments on there. We'd sort of take turns bringing in a song. Yeah. We'd spend like three weeks kind of building it up. And then and move on to another song. One of the coolest things about it is that we all wrote songs and we all took turns singing. So the band. Yeah, I noticed that the second one you released—that's you on the. You're you sing the first one. The he sings "Digital Love." Oh, okay. And he sings "Ceilings." Sing it's usually yeah, like back and forth. Yeah, and it's funny that you're saying that. It's funny that you're saying that. That's funny. That's, I've had a couple yeah, of friends comment that way, and I feel cool like people that like know my voice or have heard me sing a lot. Similar tones. Yeah. My one friend Jimmy came right out, and he's like, "Dude, he's like, I'm okay." He's like, "That's a great song." He's like, "You always could write a good song." And I'm like, "Thanks, dude." I'm like, "I didn't write it at all." I'm like, "Steve wrote it." I'm like, "I play a bunch of instruments." Yeah, it's kind of cool though. That was kind of the idea that it all just yeah. And, yeah, and that's the whole point. It's like, I, you know, we're not trying to do a 50-50 split. We're trying to do 100% for both of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, like, yeah. we were just, you know, there's so much collaborating going on in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's so cool to me. Steve, who in my opinion is an amazing guitar player, there's a couple of tracks where he doesn't even play guitar on songs. You know oh, what I mean? And like, There was no like, oh, well, I didn't, let me put my guitar part yeah, down now. It was, really it was like... like John Lennon played the all the guitars on a song that was his because he kind of knew what it what it needed and what or what played a lot of played all the guitars on a song that wasn't mine. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? or that. Yeah, if you were feeling <laughs> a bunch of parts, too. you're like, oh, I got this and I got this. It was like, great, it's finished. Yeah. Or let me see what I can add on a keyboard. Or mm -hmm. you know, let's try this vocal thing. And I, it was never like, oh wait, I, when do I put my guitar mm -hmm. or whatever? Yeah, and Dave's contributions were, you know, I feel like. Dave's the drummer? Dave no. Zolik, yeah, another, another singer, guitar so, player. Okay. He was in the Red King as well. With Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I know. He played yeah, guitar. Yeah, so, we, yeah, we all started to do it. And, I mean, the moral of the story is he's just not interested in playing, like, live shows and, like, being a band. Like, it was yeah. that, because just the way that it started, it was never really was intended project. to be that. Yeah. yeah. We were just kind of making music and having a good time and not really thinking about, like, mm -hmm. a plan necessarily. With that being said, I feel like me and him always had the idea and the hope yeah. on the back, the back burner of, my mind, yeah, of when Gordon gets to. back, mm -hmm. we definitely want to play with him. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we were waiting for him to come back, you know, three tours ago, and then he never really did, so we just started making another More another music. record. So there's tons so of music So how much music is come. it? Just 24 tracks total. Okay, cool. So it's Steve. So what are you guys, are you, like, what are you going to release? Like, is it just, you're going to do singles? Like? We're going to release a four-song EP every Friday throughout the month of August oh, as cool. kind of like a promo leading up to the gig. Like, we're mm -hmm. really just Episode trying to, one. Got it. to yeah. hype the gig. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so then... All four leading yeah. up, and then once, once the final Friday in August occurs, then we're going to put all of those 16 tracks out as kind of one That's cohesive cool. record mm -hmm. and then we're going to go and play the gig and then we're going to do whatever steps okay in september that. we'll put all the rest of it out yeah. or something yeah, well let's let's give the bombcast listeners uh, a little taste of slow voice um i'm gonna let you guys decide which track you want to listen to today steve which one do you want to listen to should we try i'm okay since sure we just brought that yeah. up earlier sounds good to me or this is slow voice with i'm okay on the bobcast
back here with the fellows. You just heard a premiere track from uh, Slow Voice. Releasing music throughout the month of August, culminating at the top of the world, 9, 15, 17. Um, I know what you guys are saying about, like, when you like when I started Pocket Dial, I was like, I'm never going to perform this stuff live, ever. Sure. I'm just going to have Mickey record, and, you know, like, I had this idea that I could send him a track, and then he could record his voice, and, like, you know, we never would have to mm-hmm. be in the same room, so I could just yeah. meticulously just, you know? But it didn't work out like that, but, I mean, like, we... We took it out, and I tell you, it's a lot of fun when you when you have stuff like that because it's it's a different process of writing completely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like reading a book in reverse, I guess, or mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, uh, cutting cutting your grass with like a blindfold on. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Hoping the lines match up, but you know what I mean? Especially with like you're the producer, right? So mm-hmm. like when you're sitting there, like. And then, like, do you ever like mess something up and Control Z don't work, and you're like, "Oh my God, where is this mistake?" Like, yeah, know. we've had a lot of things. Good. Yeah, we've had digital bugs, all share, kinds of share of technical. Uh-huh. Yeah, turn your hair out moments, but yeah, you get it is, through it's, it. It's and amazing. sometimes it, dude, I had a full head of hair when creates, we started making. <laughs> sometimes it contributes to the process <laughs> some, when something weird happens, and mm-hmm. it's amazing how many times you tear something apart from. anyway on your own, and then yeah. you go back and listen to it a year later uh, and be like, wait, that was that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure, and I think yeah. that I think that that was really the chemistry of me, you, and Dave in mm-hmm. there. Was, there are we many times we all went through. Yeah, we all went through self doubt, and we all went through like just you know certain levels of being uncertain yeah. about things and yeah. unclear of the vision you know what i mean having that voice of reason yeah i, there, I really there, there are a couple of tracks that. in particularly of mine that like that i wrote and, and sang where i feel like along the way i was always kind of like mm, and then i remember dave one night in particular just saying like dude are you kidding me like you don't like that one like that's clearly my favorite one out of all of you <laughs> yeah. it's like what yeah like, that it one's does amazing. it goes around like that it's, it's weird. weird you're but, your own worst critic of course mm-hmm. But it's definitely nice to have somebody that can kind of step out of your own perspective and give you like honest mm-hmm. input and just evaluate mm-hmm. it. For sure. Obviously, yeah, you look I at think your own three, art a little differently. The three-way thing balanced that very well. Yeah, I think so. I've and gotten I, to a certain point where I'm just like, look, just move. Let's move on. Yeah, you know? and that's like, where we got to. And I and, like and booking the show yeah, was you know? almost I think like a, big part of it, man. a way does. to just put a finish line on it, where we, where we yeah. had to just be like, all right, stop tinkering, yeah. stop thinking about it and trying to find the perfect thing for everything. Just a lot of musicians box themselves in the corners put and a they, finish line they on put up it fences, like writers, like mm-hmm. actors, you know, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I can't do that, you know, like, sure. I think sometimes it's just best to just, yeah, just let it just go. Finish just let it, it go and just let it, it into out, the world know? and let it be what it is and move on to the next thing. And uh, I was in a band called Downtown Harvest once where we <laughs> suffered immensely from second guessing ourselves <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I look back at no that way. I in anger not from the Oasis song but yeah. I look back sometimes and be like yeah. you know what we should have just you know just yeah. just did it you know? yeah, yeah sure yeah. I mean but I feel like uh, I can say that about I, I was in a band called Glass in, House yeah. we definitely did some stuff like that too I remember we, seeing well, that TV that's actually, I couldn't get out of our own way I'd like to say that's one of the beauties they took two members of Downtown Harvest Mm-hmm. And only let them into certain things so they could never doubt themselves. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, right. two members of Downtown Harvest. That play is on a great segment. Right. Mm-hmm. Can we can we mention all of the other Absolutely. people that play yeah, on the album besides us? All up on there. So it's me, Steve, and Dave, and I would say the three of us conquer all of the guitar, bass, keyboard, bunch of percussion, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe a few other like odd instruments here and there. I know there's a glockenspiel on one tune. That Steve Got plays. Up a Glock. Yeah. Glock is great. Gotta work that in on um, every But yeah, we, we, we made the tracks just kind of fleshing them out with digital drums. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a lot 
Ron D. Silvestro. We'll give him a shout because we used a lot of his oh, samples in, there. in mm-hmm. the final pro. He doesn't actually play, but we mm. use a lot of his drums. Oh, the RDS loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They yeah. Some, a lot sure. of stuff on there. Woo, they sound amazing. amazing. Wow. Yeah. But the people so, that we actually had play, we went to, you know, we had the first batch of 12 songs done. We went to Virginia, and our friend, Fun Dog, Mark Henderson, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him, um, He's Sounds like a one, though. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You know. yeah. Killer drummer. Uh, yeah. He's an amazing human being and, and, and <laughs> an even right. better drummer. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got like a drum layer in his house, dude. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty sweet. Oh, cool. Every percussion instrument you can think of, like a couple of different kits. Yeah. He basically just went, let me and Dave and Steve stay there for a long weekend mm-hmm. and uh, record 12 Did you just get anything out of Tina while you were doing yeah. that? Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, yeah, Tina has an amazing. Not officially wife, but they've been. So you guys were like the gorillas, kind of. Yeah. So yeah, we just brought in like everybody that we wanted to be a part of it. We just talked about it. Like, how great would it be to have a song where like we all play on it, or then it became a record where we all play on it, and just having like our friends contribute. That's what Damon does. Yeah. You guys heard the last album, right? Yeah. Yeah. They just released the new album for Strobe Light today. Okay. Oh yeah. Third track, you know, when you're hot, it's crazy. Actually, yeah, I got it. I get like pop up messages from the app, like Strobe Light is live. I was so pissed, man. We were yeah. we were about to go see. The, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. You, no, no, that's just fine. For the gorillas, real quick. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but my wife and I are big fans of the gorillas. We were heading down to the show. We start hearing reports that they evacuated Festival Pier. Everyone's out on the street. It starts to panhandle. People are getting pushed up against the wall. It's storming way worse than it is right now. And we just decide like it ain't worth it. They're going yeah. on at 10:30 at night. So uh, Festival Pier. Um, after I tweeted them some some angry things. <laughs> Uh, granted me uh, comp tickets to uh, Queens of the Stone Age, I guess, oh, nice. in December, cool. so props I'll, to them. I'll be at that show for sure. I tagged them on that, but um, yeah, with, with Gorillaz, though, I mean, I just love the fact yeah, that he's able to just get so all much. these musicians yeah. together. I mean, like, It's the same idea, just making a record with no intent yeah. or thought of how could I possibly do this live, just, like I'll yeah, figure that out. Magical or uh, Sergeant Pepper's, like, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. 2017. That was definitely a big inspiration for So Mark Henderson, Fun Dog, plays on 12 of the tracks. He does the most drumming. Then we also have a little guy by the name of Chris Wood. Oh, you might him. know him. I, I think I know. Yeah, I think you guys. I think I've seen you guys in the same I room think we together. Slept in the same bed once. a couple of times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So you know me. He wears his socks when he sleeps. He does. He does wear his socks. I, I can confirm that. He's one of the only people I know who does. That. I'm like, dude, let your feet breathe. You gotta breathe. He's like, I can't do that, Bob. I like to be cozy. I'm actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, I'm a socks. Yeah, you, yeah. You <laughs> slept, he slept with his socks on last night. You understand night. what that does to you? I love it. It, do, it makes me cozy. <laughs> That's what it does to me. There's two people. There's two different. Got a cozy rhythm section. People wear socks. To bed, people don't wear socks to bed, and we know where the line is drawn. How about yeah, one sock right and two shoes? <laughs> so, Chris, Chris Wood plays, mm-hmm. um, you know, Chris has always been a close friend to all mm-hmm. of us, absolutely. And I always wanted to have a song where there's Chris playing the drums, there's mm-hmm. me playing guitar, there's Steve playing the piano, or whatever. Yeah. Just something with all of us on there is awesome. Then we also have Brian Strain who is actually the drummer that's going to be in the live band. Mm-hmm. He plays on maybe, I don't know, four or five of the tunes. We mm-hmm. recorded all of his drumming at, at his place in Bryn Mawr, and it sounds great. Brian is one of those guys where he's an amazing drummer, but then he's a musician. He can play the keys. He can sing very well. He can, he can play the guitar. He's I'm got, a solid all-around dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, he's an amazing guy. How many drummers Gracious do you know host. have a Rhodes piano and a full bass rig and a PA? Yeah, a pretty sweet bass rig. Yeah. 
What's he got? He's got an ant peg. Yeah. Nice. Like a nice new one. It's a few years old. It's American made stuff. It's well, all made in America. It's two cabs. I don't even it's know what it is. It's a 15 a and two, four ten. And then the head. Right. With like the oh, wow. EQ. Yeah. And it, I mean, it shows up to practice. I don't even I don't even have to bring anything if I don't want because he even has a bass there. Oh, that's cool. Which is really nice. Ryan is so energetic. He makes me energetic because he gets excited and he's mm -hmm. very agreeable and, and he's drummers. Very, he's just a positive force it's I fun say. when you're with somebody he's, yeah, he's a, and usually the like drummer is a little he's energetic but he's a little crazy scatterbrained <laughs> and like hard to lock down mm -hmm. but Brian's not Brian's like, like he's very much, guy in the band yeah he's very much dependable and that's probably me then we also have a drummer <laughs> by the name of uh, Daniel Baker oh nice who yes, was in the Red King with Steve and Dave yeah. Um, we literally brought him out of retirement, best dude. Best man. I mean, when we yeah, Steve's best man. When we first started making the was first drummer of God Farm too. Was he, no, he, he was, was in Plump in Timmy. Plump Timmy, Plump the yeah. rival band got of God, 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 God Timmy. Right. High school. We yeah, go back to that. Back. I, yeah. I wasn't around for that stuff, yeah. but I feel like I was. I feel like I could tell all the it's stories. Good, good time. <laughs> <laughs> we literally brought him out of retirement, dude. He hadn't touched his drums since the Red King broke up, which was really? in what two thousand and three or four. Yeah. He hadn't touched them. Mm -hmm. And I had been saying things to him for years. And yeah. I know you had, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, when we finished the first record, I'm just like, dude, we wanted you to play on a song or two, but we already started a new batch of songs. You have to tell me right now, 100% committal, that you're <laughs> going to play on at least one or else we can't be friends anymore. So I think he actually ended up yeah. playing on two or three, maybe. At least two. Yeah. Anyway. I was against it. <laughs> so yeah, so Where he finally you? set his drums I up at his get house and practice for a while. Okay, okay. <laughs> Dude, like, what a big thing that was for me. Like, you know, it's mm -hmm. like these guys have become my great friends. Mm -hmm. But just when I first met them all, the Red King, like, what a big deal that was for me. They were all a few years older mm -hmm. than me. Their band was a little bit further down the line than mm -hmm. mine was. Just to get to, and not only that, they were amazing. They wrote mm -hmm. great songs, great playing. I mean, Joe Lee's voice is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, man, to make music with those guys. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm I'm lucky enough to say that there are recorded songs that exist in the ether with all five Red King members and myself. Mm. <laughs> that's what's up. And that's awesome. Ba watching Baker record those drums, he stole the Red King skin on the front of his that's kick it. drum. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that was awesome for me, dude. That's it was cool. just like geeking out. <laughs> I, I think I, I snuck into the Grape Room or whatever. I don't even know what it was. The old grape, the, grape not the grape room, pub, the grape street pub. It was the grape street pub to see one of your there, last yeah. shows when you. I think it was like when you guys start doing piano. Joe was playing mm. piano at the front, but um, the Red King. Should we talk about the Red King for a bit? I think we should talk about the I think Red we King should. for a bit. Want, yeah. Big inspiration to me. What's the chances on a scale of a you know or a percentage? Give me a percentage of a hundred <laughs> that maybe one day that we can get the Red King to perform at the top of the world on all uh, Zero. I'd say that's what's the odds? close to zero, but. It's close to zero is Downtown Harbor playing again because I think that there's you know like yeah. those odds. I think my odds I mean, with Downtown Harbor is about twelve percent. That's much higher than the Red King. Yeah, yeah much higher than the Red King. Damn it, point yeah. oh twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't see it. But what I, about what about like a I mean, digital to, like uh, release like re-releasing all this like is it right? Yeah. It's on Bandcamp. It's on Bandcamp. Yeah, mm -hmm. all of it. Like because mm -hmm. wasn't I there? So. I remember yeah, you guys had cassette tapes as well. Like the cassette tapes. Maybe not. Dude, I, you gotta have I should. I gotta get that. Get those out there. Get Do you know who can make that happen? The, the guy that you're talking to right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so make that happen yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow it'll be on. Done. <laughs> All the stuff that we like recorded in studios, I think, is up there. Mm -hmm. I just kind of threw it up there one day. Never really mm -hmm. said anything about it, but people found it here and there. 
It's just theredking.bandcamp.com, I think. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. So what, and, what's uh, Joe up to? What's he? Joe is lives in New York. He, Joe Lee is the lead singer and guitar player and primary writer. Um, he's up in New York now. Um, his is latest, he still doing music? Yeah, his point? latest project is called The Cabana Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been doing that for a few years. He's been years doing now. that for a few years. Mm-hmm. And Small I've plates, played with him on and New off. Mm-hmm. Released, a, I guess, a 7-inch of theirs, yeah. right? And a 12-inch? Yep. So, yeah, I think so. So yeah, he's doing his thing up there, and um, he, we recorded a track together, like over the holidays oh, or something. Yeah. That's cool. Wow, um, yeah. Me, me him, and Joe just totally made the song up on the spot. We actually sampled a drum beat out of an Oasis song, and just completely uh, go, go let, let it, it out. out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just completely wrote a song. There might be some like rock set lyrics in there somewhere or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that's great. But yeah, that was, that was awesome. Cool, I kinda, yeah. That kind of slipped my mind. For I second. actually saw you remember that just now. Dude, we need to hear that track. We need for the podcast people. I'm like, damn it. I think that song's really good. I think that song's good. Joe <laughs> Yeah, so he Joe wrote the riff. And I've played with him on and off. Um, yeah, I remember seeing something. Up, like up in New York and down here. And When he first moved to New York, he had a more of a project as how it started, mm-hmm. International Affairs. It ultimately ended up with Joe uh, turning that into a band. But before he went out there, I guess just to kind of like, you know, have a little portfolio, if you will, of some songs that he had written, we went to a studio in Manionk with a guy called Brian McTeer, who mm-hmm. I also recorded with. After the fact with my band Glasshouse, just because I had such a good experience with Joe. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I play on, I don't know what it was, maybe like three or four songs. Mm-hmm. I think some guitar, some bass. I uh, I don't think I've heard those songs since we did them, actually. And then I, he put really the cool. live band together when he was up there, and I went up and played keys with them on a couple shows. Yeah, would you guys play Arlene's, right? Or was it Pianos? Yeah, I think right piano, right. yeah, pianos. I, I think. like playing in that, yeah. that yeah. area. Yeah, those Lower East mm-hmm. Side clubs are great. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how. How many of them are still yeah, going they all, at this point? I think Arlene's is still there. I, I remember we did the first Downtown Harvest City release party there, and the sound guy was a total dick, and Tom stops oh, the yeah, whole show. Tom's like, everybody, give it up for the sound man doing his job back there, because that's what people do. They do their jobs. <laughs> 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 and that General. is why I love Larry yeah, Thomas more. That's well, amazing. He uh, called me the other absolutely. night, 3 a.m., asking uh, me. I couldn't understand anything. He, actually, you know what it was? He wanted me to Uber... He w- I used to work for Uber, and he wanted me to get in my car and drive all the way down there. And charge Uber for it? <laughs> He's like, it might be a little far, Bobby, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, talking about Glasshouse? Glasshouse, sure. So, uh, can you can the viewers, uh, not the viewers, the listeners actually listen to Glasshouse, though? Okay. Yeah, Glasshouse is up on Spotify, for sure. We cool. have a uh, We have an EP that is called Drama Bones that was made with Brian McTeer back mm-hmm. in 2005. And that was a band that I had with my, like, lifelong best friend, Nick Vacanti, a guy that, like, I've known since... Oh, I know him. He's, uh, yeah. He worked at... Um, Music and Arts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and Nick were Great friends literally since kindergarten. Went to the same grade school, same high school, because we're sad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we uh, played in bands together, lived a block away. I mean, he's a big part of my mm-hmm. musical upbringing for sure. I, mean, I, I think I, were, I I met him because his uh, his wife now and I we both worked in Moscow. Was in yeah, like 99, absolutely. 98. Yeah, she yeah. worked there for That's years. Her first she's yeah, she's a barber. Yeah, mm-hmm. she works at his family's family barber shop. Vacani's oh, Barber Shop. Go get your haircut, Vacani. Yes, if you need your haircut, Vacani's Barber Shop. beautiful Northtown Shopping Plaza. Let's talk about the heat run, Oso. Well, okay. well right. what, I mean, what's the chances? What's what's get the clock going again? What's the chances of a, uh, an Oso run? 
I mean, <laughs> I for, for I think for the two members here, we'd be a hundred percent. You guys never broke up, right? Like, right, we haven't broken up, and to tell you the truth, kind of like you're yeah, yeah, I think that that'll happen again. Yeah, I'd like nobody, I'd like nobody's against it. Yeah. I want somebody to play blown bubbles again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow, it's That's inevitable. But I remember when we did the. Um, Ditto Demi, and we did the uh, Love Shack together. Uh, yeah, that's great. great footage of that. Yeah. that. That's awesome. 2011? Where did the last decade go, by the way? That's yeah, Why is time so fast no in your 30s? Speaking of, I meant to mention this when you mentioned all the bands playing. Mm -hmm. I'm super psyched to see You Do You with our good friend Aaron Butch. Yeah. On, uh, on, on the drums. drums. Have you seen who, them who yet? Was in, I actually haven't. Me and him have talked so many times. Mm -hmm. And I've always had a wedding, or I've been away. He's or great. Whatever. They're great. I yeah. mean, they're a party band. Full, like, full yeah, that's right. Session, we you know? we did a gig like, with them one time, but I think it was while you were away and John correct. played. Is I think right? I actually mm -hmm. set I that gig that. up. Like, then I talked to, to him about it. He right. emailed you. And then, ran mm -hmm. with and, yeah, and then I, was I was gone, of course. Where was the gig? Connie's Rick It might have been... Connie's Rick Was it there, or was it Ort Leaves, maybe? Maybe. I think it was Ort Leaves. The first time I saw him was at Aaron's 40th. And they, they did a couple of the originals, but they did, they did covers and they did like a jam at the end. But I'm like super excited for yeah. that. Uh, he's the man. Dude, the whole is lineup the is going to be amazing. I, John yeah. Faye, I'll just touch yeah. on him yeah. briefly. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I know John, but we've met a few times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm and the same uh, way. I was teaching this. I, I teach guitar, mm -hmm. um, and I was one of my students, this girl Emma, who's a, a, amazing. She's really blossomed into like an awesome acoustic finger picker. Probably better at that than I am, really. Um, and a great singer and everything. But we were just talking one day, and I said to her, kind of like half in jest, being my cocky self, I'm like, how lucky are you? Like, you get to take guitar lessons from John Salamone and singing lessons from John Fay. Because oh, that's, cool. that's when I realized that she was taking lessons from mm -hmm. him, too. Mm -hmm. And it was cool. And then, yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I think I've played with Ike before. I, th mm -hmm. I know I've definitely played with John Solo a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I think I remember playing with them at the uh, Pontiac. Or the legendary yeah. Dobbs. It feels like, yeah. I feel like I've seen him. Yeah, he definitely left his mark. Yeah, absolutely. Caulfields, Ike. Caulfield, awesome, yeah. man. He was here. He, he came Dear by Jesus. to do a podcast oh, cool, once. Man. And um, he gave me a wristband. I can show you guys uh, after we wrap. Uh, every single recorded thing on a wristband, USB. Oh, awesome. That's and, uh, like his whole catalog. His whole, his entire, oh, like way back from the Caulfields all the way through Ike. All the way through the Britney. Yeah, all of it. Wow. That's so a great that really like, cool, distribution you know? method. I've been trying to think of like, the arcade what fire the thing physical the distribution yeah, method. Cool. Yeah. I'm all about that album yeah. right now. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's great. Uh, but for John, though, uh, super excited that he's going to come up there. Yeah, uh, sure. Honored. He's I mean, just playing by like himself. The, just playing by himself. Originally, cool. we were going to have the meddling kids, but I think he's he's gearing towards like doing this like uh, book thing that so I think would be yeah, great, though, because I mean, so many stories to tell. But like I said before on the podcast, I think... They were the only band that I think from Philadelphia that I personally knew that had their own billboard on 76 sure. <laughs> for 93.3. I think it was for, uh, I can't remember the exact song, but I remember seeing it. For Caulfields? No, for or Ike. For Ike. For Ike okay. in like 2008 Absolutely. when Downtown Harvest was going to like a gig downtown, like Ike, the yeah. billboard. Mm -hmm. Let's like, talk about let's talk about Arcade Fire. What's the chances of getting Arcade Fire to play Top of the World? <laughs> I would love to see. I think that. the chances yeah, yeah. of getting better, King better than the Red King. Higher. I know, right? So I mean, the thing is crazy. You and I were, um, I guess it was like a week week ago, we we're chatting on Facebook about like the backlash towards this album. Yeah, it's it's a huge backlash. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't really get it. Like, I guess the the whole promotional thing was a little bit weird. It rubbed me a little bit. It's the same Wrong, thing as like but as soon as I started listening to the music, I'm like, this is 
awesome. Yeah. The very like, first time I heard the first single, I was like, is this like veering towards cheesy a little ABBA, bit with like yeah. the yeah the ABBA and like the I like straight it. piano thing, but I, it's grown on me so much. I think that song is so catchy and so just smart. awesome. And then mm-hmm. I think most of the rest of the album is great. We can too, geek so. out for a moment because I yeah. can't talk about the, this with the like my wife's like I don't hear that, but like you know it's like turn the speakers up to the explosion <laughs> and yeah, that yeah, noise it's like great. the amp, yeah. it's the reverb, yeah. the amp. And I'm they just do like, it. So genius. I saw them do it live on uh, Colbert the other yeah, day. Yeah, I watched that like, too. Really I was blown away by that yeah. part. It's they awesome. were they were super happy up there too. Yeah, you tell the crowd was like super into it. And that's but you've seen them live, right? You guys all seen them live? I haven't. I saw them at the whatever the center was at that point, Wells Fargo, oh, Wachovia. Cool. I'm going what to were see those, at that place, oh, I guess. The what were those videos awesome. back in the day? I'm sure they're still up, of course. But the videos that they were on where they go down the elevator. Oh, yeah. What were oh, those called? Amazing. Hideaway? Peak, Takeaway show? Takeaway show. Yeah, that was cool. Blog that, I remember yeah. just seeing that All and always wanting to see them live just from watching that. Yeah, that, that, that's mm-hmm. amazing. They do they, a lot like, of... Um, the percussion from like ripping pages out of a yes, magazine yeah. Bible. or something. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Neon Bible. That he, song, he was, he, when I saw him for the Neon Bible tool, uh, tour... Uh, Wynn's brother was using Bibles as like percussive instruments mm-hmm. and stuff, and like there were mics, I think. Nuts, like I don't know yeah. how it sounded super cool, but I mean I love the album. I love that it's like different, you know. Yeah. Like, you don't want somebody to come out like, you know, every album like to sound the exact same thing because then they don't yeah, have like a exactly. career. Really. No, yeah, unless yeah, it's, yeah, unless I, it's I, a specific genre, you know. Like, but I think the bottom line with art yourself. is it's the most cliche thing to say, but yeah, dude, stay true to yourself. If you're enjoying yeah, it you're and you like it. making it and you like playing it, it's like then just do it. Yeah, why are we musicians? Why are we artists? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like yeah, we want people to like it and we want to entertain people. But I think first and foremost, for me, I'm, I'm not claiming to speak for everybody. But for me, definitely, dude, it's selfish. Mm-hmm. Like, you enjoy it. It makes mm-hmm. you feel good. Yeah, I, I think know if when you I think too music, much about how it's going to make other people feel, then yeah, you when get I, away from... When I get in a room in, like, a live or a rehearsal setting and everybody's connecting and you just feel that energy that you can't mm-hmm. put your finger on and hopefully you never will kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like, that's special. To me, that's, Absolutely. like, the closest thing to magic that I've ever experienced in my life. It's true. Like, mm-hmm. When you make that track that you've been slaving over for you know a week or a month or a year or whatever and you finally get it to where you're happy with it you know i've listened to mixes and just had an ear-to-ear grin or i've mm-hmm. listened back to mixes and wept you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it's just like dude that's that's intense yeah. man yeah. like that's pretty intense mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah i want people to come up and say good job or it sounds good or i like it or whatever obviously i mean i feel like that goes without saying but i feel like oftentimes you know the the point of art for me is the thing that doesn't go without saying it's selfish, you know what I mean, yeah. and it is, yeah. and I mean that in like a beautiful way. Like yeah. you got to put yourself well, first. I feel like that's you gotta what gives me. Yourself. You're making it for yourself. That's what yeah. makes purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. what makes every band like being in a relationship with four people or five people or however many people are in your band. Without you know? doubt. You know, you always, you guys are always fighting because everyone's selfish. Everyone wants the song to sound like they hear it at first, mm-hmm. at least, and when you finally let go for a certain member or whatever, eventually it becomes yours again. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. You know, I man, music is is such a a wicked subjective thing. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it gets you both both really high is. and low. It does it get you angry and sad? It, and it it's the thing. It it's a thing. It's the one thing that separates us from the animals. Absolutely. Animals can't make get in a band. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. They do everything else. Sure. Eat shit. I don't know. Dude, you ever yeah. heard oh, the Beavers? Cool speaking, of, speaking of animals in the know. band, what a great segue to Gordon Sure. He's got animal from the Muppets that is on. That's pretty it. much the greatest. Well, it's I wish I, I really wish we had a camera right now, but you know, we'll move on. <laughs> we were just talking about the Muppets uh, this week. Like, remember the show that was on last 
Yeah, like, yeah, it seemed like, like it half faced out. Or wasn't I think, it like yeah. very? It was like, like a more of an adult adult thing. But right? it, yeah, there was, it was a little bit of weird. innuendo yeah. between the Muppets. Which Apparently, is there was weird, right? drama I, with Kermit recently. They replaced yeah, the voice, Kermit. The voice, yeah, yeah. I, I remember my mom saying she watched like the premiere episode of the new Muppet show. I watched show a few with, of them, and I was like, yeah. her grandchildren, my nieces and nephews, and said like they obviously didn't get the humor anyway. But yeah. she said there was a couple like, of things in there. Really, what I'm looking for out of the Muppets? Why are Muppets talking about this? I don't know. Dave Grohl was on there that day. Yeah, I did see. Yeah, that, that, that was cool. Awesome. That was cool. He had his drum off with that. Drum off. Yeah, I think it was at the amazing. end of the show too. Yeah. yeah, it was totally cool. But yeah, what a shame though, because I was just like, I was, I wanted to show my son like the Muppets. Yeah, yeah it was a good idea, but it, it, yeah, it got the wrong. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't yeah. put Sesame Street on the street. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, now they're on HBO, right? They yeah. are. Yeah, they are. That's still, just crazy to me. We watch Sesame Street every day. I mean, it's amazing to me that Elmo is the star of the show now. I mean, he's super popular. Yeah, but like Big Bird, sometimes don't even talk. Big Bird just sitting there. Elmo's got his own been running thing. Almost oh, got yeah, his own scandals, guys. So. But he's been <laughs> running things for a while. Let's go into deep detail about the conspiracies <laughs> surrounding Elmo. <laughs> I feel like Big Bird's the only one who's kept his nose clean. Big, Big Bird's like in the background now, and uh, yeah. even the same thing with the. Um, How about Grover? Grover, Bert, Grover, Bert Grover Ernie, yeah. Bert and Ernie had some. They're all weird. Uh, no, it, like Tully, controversy. Like, where, where did he come from? Yeah, uh, it's all about the monsters. I always loved Super yeah. Grover when I was a kid. Yeah, put the cape he still, on. He still has his nice helmet. He still has his. Super Grover was. I think scenes, I had a little stuffed he? animal of Super Grover. I definitely I got all about Super. Grover. He still has like a little segment. Or last time I yeah, watched it, like it said you know, SG on his chest. Yeah, and I love the guitar. But I get it. You know, at least the show still exists, though. You know, I mean, like it does have like positive things. I mean. We also watched Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. You ever oh, watch yeah. that? I mean, God, Based man, on, uh, that seeped into my brain. Yeah. Totally. Did. Like, I'd, I'd put it on, I'd come out yeah, here in the kitchen, and all of a sudden I hear, like, the song, and I'd be like, like, two hours later, be like, brainwashing. We like, still sing. You, fail, try, you gotta try. try new foods, cause it might yeah. taste good. <laughs> we sing it to Sam all the time. He's like, yeah. shut up, I hate yeah. that song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that that's like my next musical venture is that I want to like make subliminal messages for kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I want to get him to do things. You know, you know awesome. Like, the <laughs> I want to throw out a plug for someone who played on this record right now. Mark Henderson, mm -hmm. he had the best children's band the ever. Dudes? Are they still uh, happy? The Diggity, Diggity Dudes. Dudes. Are they still going? Presidential yeah. Fitness Test? Oh, my God. Be, yeah. Please do yourselves a favor. Look up Diggity Dudes Presidential Physical Fitness Test That's and it. just watch that Spell video. Spell that real quick for the kids listener. especially, yeah. Diggity. D-I-G-G-I-T-Y, I believe. So. Sounds right. Dudes Diggity. And Dudes. dudes. And then, uh, yeah, uh, kind the of Presidential wiggly, Physical Fitness okay. Test, yeah. which we all remember. I know that I always got 50% because I could not do pull-ups <laughs> for 85, <laughs> and I was always real angry about having the red patch and not yeah, the blue patch. Percentile. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what that does to a kid like, <laughs> when they're right. in their class, and they're, shape, they're, like, they're, they're awesome, but then they get in there and they can't do any pull-ups, and all of a sudden, like, you're weak, you're weak, you're weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, You'll never make it in this world. I remember uh, Martin Lochner was able to do, like, 45 pull-ups. And he would do them with such ferocity that I was just like, I'm not going yeah. there, dude. I'm not going to See, I went to Catholic school. I get like school. one, two. We only had somebody to say that? 45 Hail Marys instead. <laughs> 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 Repenting for your, your uh, original sin, you know, or like something Instead like of that. the V-sit reach for the ruler, you were getting <laughs> rulers to the knuckles. You, you know, know what used to give me the worst thing? The good. shuttle run. You remember the shuttle the run? The shuttle run, yeah. Like, you had oh to like pick up the chalk guy. Yeah. Or if I was the doing racers like, or whatever going back. Or if you get matched up with like a good-looking girl for like the sit-up section. Uh, like, damn it! I had 
some, you know, yogurt yeah. early this morning, and you're like, oh, yeah. like holding that part I was in. Distracted. <laughs> I'm getting that stuff to go <laughs> And, you know, it just always makes always me nervous. Thing, yeah. Damn it. Well, you didn't have that. Lost my opportunity. Never had either. the presidential fitness test. Well, you didn't have girls in your school either, though. Come on, baby. Do they still have it? Is it still around? Where'd you go? I never said that. Did you go to Kennedy? I went to Catholic school from kindergarten through 12th grade. Where, which one? I went to Holy Savior, okay. which was in Narstown, mm-hmm. which is no longer there. I went to Kennedy Kendrick, which is in Narstown, which is no longer there. I heard they're reopening that. They do something else. They're going to do something with that building. I mean, the school, mm-hmm. I guess, technically still exists. It's they left John the Paul the Second, right? That's out mm-hmm. in like uh, Roarsford now, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, that's my alma mater. Um, I was an altar boy. So yeah, I, totally, so. I totally feel your. You I was know. captain of the altar boys. <laughs> oh, I just wow. go back. Do they still have you parents? Do they still have the presidential physical fitness? No, test? they still do that. They I, still I, make I, kids feel like shit out there. Yeah, mm, Probably, I'm positive. Yeah. Yeah. You don't all get a participation trophy now. Man, there's something I want to bring up on the butt. I don't even know if I should say. Yeah, you know what? I am gonna say this. Uh, <laughs> so I remember distinctly. Like, I mean, some of the physical educate the educators that I had. One in particular, he just this riotous because we were the long hairs. You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. I'm, actually, I'm not going to say That's his name because job, you know it, it, But like, he he specifically took an interest in my name. crew of long haired freak friends who you know just didn't like the authority. <laughs> Isn't that you know? a right of passage? They that you have an asshole. Well, I won't say his name, that. but I'll tell I'll tell stories <laughs> that maybe people can connect the dots to. People didn't like him so much that they actually broke into the school through the lobby. This is way back, kids before the. The internet even existed, or webcams, or anything. They broke in through the main lobby of BW, went into the pool, and threw his desk in the pool. So if you know who I'm talking about, great. But I saw a picture of him on Facebook in a very misogynistic pose with a young lady, and and I sent it to one of my friends. I'm like, remember this dude? And you know what? I'm an educator, and I think that your main job is to, one, take care of the kids' education. Two, make sure they don't kill themselves under your watch. And three, that's about it, actually. Yeah. Everything else is, you know, like, no, you're there to, you yeah. know, like, you're not there to, like, make them feel lesser than they are. And uh, unfortunately, that happens. It happened to us in the 90s, and, you know. Yeah. Dude, it's hard enough just being a kid, period, without having to deal with anything other than just being yeah. a kid. Today's and world, I, too. And I'm an educator in ways, too. You know, it's like, yep. I, I don't teach school, but I teach music lessons and teach guitar and bass and stuff. And I think my primary focus there is to educate because I'm an educator and to inspire them and to make them mm-hmm. make it cool. It's like, you know, the, the story I'll tell, not to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but That's fine. it's like when I first started to teach, it's like I would just have my, my biases, I think more so than I did now. It's like, you know, with a 12-year-old little kid would come in, little girl would come in and say, like, I want to play, you know, Taylor Swift or whatever pop music was going on at the mm-hmm. time. I feel like my initial guttural reaction to that was just like, oh, man, I don't want to teach her this song. Like, uh, I... I can't stand the summer. Whatever. Yeah. I feel like I've really evolved in the years that I've been teaching. And not to say that I didn't have an open mind to begin with, but I feel like if this 12-year-old little kid thinks that Taylor Swift is the best and inspires her to want to play guitar and make music, who am I to come in with my middle-aged man biases and say, like, mm-hmm. that's not cool. You yeah. shouldn't play that. That's stupid. Like, we need to learn whatever. It's like, yeah. it's completely irrelevant. So I'll just touch like on Taylor this. Like Taylor says, haters going to hate. Absolutely. And I'll just <laughs> touch on this and then I'll shut up about it. I think one of the things about being an educator or being a teacher is to find something, some way to relate to your students mm-hmm. or to have them relate back to you. And it's like, 
and to yeah. inspire them. Yeah, to, and, and I feel like to now be the best they can it's be. It's my pleasure to teach a twelve year old girl how to how to play Taylor Swift or whatever music she's mm -hmm. into. Mm -hmm. If I don't get it, it's not for me to get. But that I doesn't feel like mean Taylor that Swift I can gets poo poo all over it. And I'm just rap. using her as an example. Uh, but I mean, that I'm girl gets a bad rap. I don't like her. Honestly, she she's one of the only ones out there who writes her own stuff, whether you like it or not. She actually puts it out there. I think she legit seems like a good person. And she keeps exactly. She keeps her nose clean. She's doing. Yeah, some kind of lawsuit. Is she? I mean, that's gonna be, there's going to be yeah. drama oh, okay. yeah, at that, that level, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, but... I was just using her as, like, the ultimate example. Isn't she from a... Totally yeah, she's from, like, Reading, right? That you're supposed to hate, yeah. but... She's a PA. It's not if your... You, if you let yourself go, It's not my place. It's, yeah, go, it's also, too. like, when I was teaching, it was always hard, too. Like, I mean, like, uh, I wasn't teaching when, when Trump won, but I obviously had things to say about it. But as an educator, you're not really supposed to say anything about that stuff, you know? You you need to maintain neutrality, and you need to be, like, you know, in the middle. And, like, that's important, because... They look up to you, you know, and like absolutely. I just feel as if that should be a trend rather than you know the latter. You know, I, I mean? think like, positive motivation cannot be beat, and there needs to be more of it. Mm -hmm. I think that um, you know the world can be a dangerous and scary place, and when you're looking at how a child is really only innocent for so many years, mm -hmm. that that experience has to undoubtedly be a good one and mm -hmm. be a positive one. You know what I mean? I just absolutely. Um, I, I can't and I won't and I don't want to see it any other way. Yeah. Being positive towards the kids and reinforcing them with love and inspiration and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I feel Why like would you want your so kids much... to experience anything other than that? That's seems like they're it, going to when yeah. they become adults. And I think that's they're the biggest thing that contributes anymore. to our society being a negative leaning we feel like it's leading to a negative place because there's so many people that didn't have a good education or a good upbringing that yeah. was positive and when they're adults they have this Stigma. negative thing of the world like it should be so easy to make sure every kid has a good education and a positive mm -hmm. experience with that education and shouldn't be mm -hmm. afraid to go to school to the favorite about like you know where yeah, you or have that everybody should have the same, that's abusing them same education you know yeah. it should be all standard you know like yeah. not like I mean, one like I mean, like where we went to school. Have you guys driven by there lately? You see what they're doing? I saw like, they're tearing down the gym. And yeah, millions of that, dollars yeah. going in there, and it's you know that's going to be a great place for yeah. for other kids. But unfortunately, other kids would drive by there at the same age. And be like, man, I wish I went there. And that's yeah. yeah. I mean, if we live in the fair society, it wouldn't be that way. But yeah, it's it's crazy that it just sucks. That's why kids, kids put on guitars and start making rock and roll music. Yeah, they pissed off and they yeah. yeah, I mean, that's some of that. Or there's other reasons for it, but mainly for me, I think that was. Or they started beats. Or beats, or, yeah, you know, yeah. they find themselves, you know, wanting to accentuate their situation, but, you know, like Dr. Dre, you know, came... Yeah, it's true. Most of the best you know? artists have come from some kind of struggle and pain, so... Str struggle and pain. If we lose that, then... I was yeah. raised Catholic, Let's find an artist in our... Can you guys think of an artist who didn't come from struggle and pain? Who's just totally... Well adjusted. Was Jamiroquai like like was that band like well adjusted? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Not probably. Now, right? I think he was. No. He What's was the most well adjusted band? Probably Cool as Shaker. That guy's uh, the girl from Parent Trap's son. Really? And her yeah. dad's like a sure. a knight or something. Or is no. that true or something? Crispin Mills' mom yeah. is Haley Mills. Right. And and her so his he her dad his grandfather Sir John Mills. Yeah, it was who's a like British royalty basically. Oh, wow. I mean, um, sometimes there can the still be. But he had a lot of conflict because he didn't really know his dad. And had a very strange, you know, Probably his moved around a lot. perfect example, Conflict. his last name and his father's last name are not the same. His dad was not really a, a part of his life. So there's conflict. Who so else? even when you come from the poshest of neighborhoods, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're 
got it all together. Sure. <laughs> Hanson looks happy. Right? Well, Hanson, Good Morning America. They look. Really I saw the one stuff. guy play with James Eha. Actually, really good. Back, I mean, they got that one song everybody knows, but I mean, yeah. they're good. Yeah, they write yeah. cool stuff. You know, like good for them too. They're still able to tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, when did Imbob come out? That came out like what ninety four, ninety five. Literally children when they made that. See, movie. now you're making me worry because I had a pretty good upbringing, and now I feel like I can never make it as a musician. <laughs> 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 I, I'm not saying that that's like the only way in. But Thanks, I mean, mom it is, and dad it is something that we discovered here on the Bobcast. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, com- it comes from a place of... Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you could be inspired anyway, sure. really, you know what I mean? It shouldn't have to be like that. It but shouldn't, sometimes but unfortunately... But sometimes it is, and I feel like the darkness, uh, the darkness is intense, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Fe- think about fear, the burden. It helps blues. people relate to each other. Yeah, the blues. Sure. Look at the blues. Yeah, I the mean, blues? Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have rock and roll without the blues. In a, in a weird way, and that feeling, yeah. that, that pain, like... The music helps you feel it more, and it like helps you get through it get in through a way, it. and like it's an outlet instead of yeah, punching yourself or, or hurting it's like, yourself. It's like David it's Bowie has this great quote. And I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure it went something like this. He just said that happy music has no place in his life. Yeah, and I feel mm-hmm. like I I know what he means by that. Like I, maybe it's not meant to be taken super literally, but I know what he means mm-hmm. by that. Like I look back to being a kid and like my reasons for wanting to play music. You know, before I knew anything about an instrument or music or how any of it works, it's mm. like, dude, you know, there's there's certain chords, there's certain sounds that just make you feel a certain way, and you're mm-hmm. not even sure why. Mm-hmm. Just thinking back yeah. when I was a kid, like the kind chords, of songs yeah. mm-hmm. that would just like stick out jar, to me or like make you me feel a certain mm-hmm. way it was always that kind of, you know, like uplifting melancholy. Yeah. yeah, does that That's make good. sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like um, it's very dark in here, but there is a mm-hmm. light. But the light is all the way on that other side. It's there. <laughs> yeah. It's there. And you got to work for it. You got to work for it. Yeah. I, I always love music that kind of makes you feel. I always, that way. Yeah, I call it music that has an ache to sure. it. A lot mm-hmm. of time, like that's just what. Yeah. It's not pain necessarily, but it's like a little bit of sure that just a little bit of darkness, but it has that. My. Favorite voices always Positive have like light too. Uh, somebody described somebody in the band, you know, like the band mm-hmm. fr- from uh, from the last waltz, the Scorsese picture describes Richard Manuel's voice as like having a hole in it, and I feel like <laughs> yeah. I love voices like yeah. that. I get mm-hmm. I get that description. I don't even know how to explain it to someone yeah, other than that. It's a little rough. But like, yeah. There's uh, there's like yeah there's like something that needs to be filled, and mm-hmm. like you as the listener may- maybe you feel that mm-hmm. or maybe you, you just right? lose. That yeah. hole in you at that time, yeah. yeah, and it gets to you. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Chris Cornell's singing voice, and mm. I remember being a kid again R. and R. reading P. a review. I think in Rolling Stone of Bad Motorfinger, and the guy said that Cornell's voice sounds like he was gargling gravel and razor <laughs> blades, and I'm just like, yes, yeah. what does that sound? <laughs> yeah. like? I want to hear. I want to hear that. Yeah. Should that I sounds, do that? Is that how I no, get his voice? I, think, I don't think. You can. I think it's a terrible <laughs> I'd love, idea. I'd really love to have his voice. If I <laughs> he really had a voice that nobody. Yeah, yeah. it's unbelievable. I've been listening to some of his solo stuff and that that yeah. one song, uh, the one that was banned, uh, "Nearly Forgot My Broken Heart." Yeah, that song's so good. That song is amazing. Like, it's so good. You What's know? the like, one you play for me that the girl played piano and he puts the drops? Went, the record went down. Yeah, you yeah. got If you're not that, familiar with it, you got to check out "Euphoria Morning," which is the first solo record that he made after Soundgarden. I'm a pretty big fan of his. I have it. I had. Dude, in my opinion, that is one of the best things that he has ever done. One of my favorite things, let's put it that way. I mean, front to back, that record, again, like everything that we were just talking about leading up to it, that sadness, that Mm. ache, that like just darkness. You know, when he died, Tom Morello summed him up amazingly. That was a good thing that he wrote. He said three things, right, that were very important in there, in my opinion. He said that 
He was the only guy that I'd ever met that could be as heavy as Black Sabbath, as melodic as the Beatles, and as dark as Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, and I feel like wow, that that kind of and that record in particular, I think, has that style. But then the production is very much it's amazing. Very so many interesting tones, and and it sounds like it was made in the studio with that. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen, which Dude. I love. You know, most like a lot of the band stuff he's done, but it's you can tell it's just pummeling rock guitars. Like Kim Thale came with this part, he came with this sure. part, and like Euphoria Morning, it's like. A, with that being said, I feel like there is a lot of Soundgarden stuff that gets attributed to Kim Thale that's actually Chris Cornell. Yeah, I guess. But let me stop you right there and just say, I'm not saying that there's anything sure. uncool so about it. But there's a, for your guys' record you're putting out. Well, right I'll now. say this, right? It all it all comes back to full one. circle because you look at how our record was made. You know, in the digital age, yes. and Pro Tools was a pretty big right. part of our record. Mm-hmm. Sure. I remember when Euphoria Morning came out. Me and my friend Tom, just hearing, right, reading in an interview, like there's no tape. Like, they recorded it oh, yeah. entirely on a computer. And I'm not saying, I mean, I'm sure it was not the first record to ever do that. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first ones that I was ever really, like, You're into, aware, aware, of, aware yeah. of. And I just remember thinking, like, me and Tom having, you know, Tom's a pretty technical guy, having a discussion um, about how, wow, I bet it's not going to sound good, or I bet it's going to sound cold or stale, yeah. or, like, something's just not going to be right. And from the first day that we got that record and put it on, we were all just like, whoa. Yeah. Not only does it... Not sound. I mean, it's that record's just absolutely amazing. And Even out, I, out. I like the scream album. Yeah, I, I like the scream album too. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Again, getting the, back to what we were saying before, like dude, yeah, that got killed things. in the press. Yeah. Trent Reznor, his comment, and people just Actually, absolutely. Trent, they made that comment. They were touring. Uh, no, it was, made it was it, before. And then they toured after the fact. I mean, like it was. It was really ambitious for like. I mean, like I think Sexy Back came out right before it. So like they tried to like. It has a look. You can pop that. Go ahead. A lot of um, sounds similar to Sexy Back, but I, I like how Dude, it's just JT, all one mixtape. JT sing, yeah. yeah, that's amazing yeah. how it all bleeds into the next. Mm-hmm. And JT sings background vocals on one of those songs. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, called the, Take Me Alive. Mm-hmm. That song is awesome. I like uh, Ground Zero. Yeah, Ground, Ground Zero is really good. There's a cool acoustic version from his um, I like, saw that live yeah. songbook yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. Bummer about him. Bummer about Chester. I never really yeah. listened to Lincoln Park, but no, like, me I mean, neither. I would never yeah. take it away but, from anybody who. Yeah, you who uh, I saw a lot of shit on the internet that just made me want to quit the internet when people are like, I saw some posts from some kids like, now I know like uh, a lot of you have bad taste in music. Like referring to, like, I mean, come like on, really, yeah. dude. Like just seriously, guy it's just a certain level unfollowed. of immaturity. Yeah, and just a certain level that is of poor like but it's the worst of the internet. Yeah, and people just people, not people get it. Just There's no empathy in, love to be in what music does to people and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like for a lot of young people, a lot of actually students of mine that I, you know, that I taught like in the early thousands, that was like their band. Like the sure. part was that sound. A lot of students, and I teach you, man. Yeah, I was never like a. A fan of the band, but there was something about their the way it did the new metal sound. Take cool. the yeah, the production with like the sort of like a electronic beat mm-hmm. mixing that with the live band. Like I like the idea Chip of that. Nails. Didn't I always love it. what they did with it. But <laughs> it was it you. I was it. that guy. Honestly, I will say like being thirty five, I've I've like come to this point where I, I like actually actively say to myself like, you know what, like you know being a musician for this long like. You know, respect everything that everyone's doing. Like it, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's uh, not for you. Yeah, it doesn't matter that it's not what you like. Like they, they liked it and they put a lot of time into it, and you understand that's, that. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Yeah. But when I was younger, it was like, I hate, yeah. I hate yeah, me too. all of this. I, really, I hate Plum Timmy in the bathroom. <laughs> and then they all came ah, down and came circle. <laughs> so this is what happened. I wrote in pencil, in pencil, I wrote, I hate Plum Timmy. Just in case you change your in mind. In the bathroom, because I was <laughs> so influenced by like the mm-hmm. sex, pis- sex Pistols, Nirvana, Safety Pins, Buttons, and everything. Mm-hmm. And like Plum Timmy was like the popular band. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I never forget, I was the, the 910 side, and uh, Kevin Quinn was there. And I think I was actually in a band with Kev who's been on the Bob, the Bobcast several times before, but you guys mm-hmm. came down. I remember Joe Lee said to me, who the hell do you think you are, Kurt Cobain or something? And I had nothing to say. You know, I was, I was so scared I was going to get my ass beat. And I remember yeah. Kevin just being like, well, he got you. I guess he got you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. like, Damn it. But I mean, like, that, it's an important lesson, too, is like, I mean, when you tell, when you say somebody, to somebody, I hate so-and-so, I hate mm-hmm. Pocket Dial, I hate Downtown Harvest, I hate Judah Kim and the Assassination, it automatically stops a relationship. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. yeah like, it stops. What? It stops the, the, Dude, you it, know, the board drops you, out. And people yeah. you know? talking trash on another band. Like, I, I don't get what, what that what does is, for you. Does. Like, that I band just, does their thing. And it's not going to make you If it's not better. your it's thing, not that's cool, but they're doing what they're doing. Sure. And I, I love yeah. Liam. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I mean that's, that's a thing, I guess, <laughs> I to be that. Yeah, but, but he's not going to be said guy, about. Um, like, I mean, what's the the cat? The ca- uh, what's his name? It does. I'm drawing a dad brain thing here. He does the carpool karaoke. Oh, oh yeah, there's uh, Josh James Brolin Cord- as Cable. James I saw that today. That just awesome. came out today. You know what? My mother always he doesn't want to do it. Liam doesn't want to do it. My mother he's always like, I'm not doing that shit without yeah, that's, like, that's hilarious. You should do it. My mother but, I mean, always said, everybody. "Kill them with kindness." You got wow. my mom and always to, said that and, too, and man. To me, like it's a good thing wh- for why wouldn't you want to win over? Like even though I hate Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. If I could get behind Lincoln Park, which I, which I uh, don't get me wrong, I actually take that back. I did hate Lincoln Park when right. that was going out, and I was that age. Nowadays, I get it. Like they did something that I don't, I don't get, mm-hmm. but that was awesome to a lot of people. Right. Sure. And the, what do I want more than all those millions and millions and millions of people who bought that record? To be on the same page as me, not the opposite right. page. Yeah, sure. that's true. So why I was guilty that. of it. And, I, I, yeah. admit, I, I think, think that's. Right. I think everybody. And when you're a kid growing up, you feel like you're compelled. It's cool to like take sides. And Starter like, jackets. My yeah, music yeah, sure. is cool. Your music's yeah. lame. Mm-hmm. You know. And well, why does that happen? Sports teams. It's like sports people. people it's crazy. just people yeah. feel like. I think it's human it's, it's nature tribal. to, to form, form right. tribes and teams, yeah. and you, you're yeah. on my. Us against you're that. actually, yeah. 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 even just teams, like, I'm still like that. USA, like I'm I'm Giants, Cowboys, Redskins, they can it's all do that. Can I just it's say hard. one thing about sports teams? Rest in peace, Dutch. Yes, Darren Dalton today. Wow, Phillies legend. Yeah, he was sick. Right, honestly, that guy was my hero in 1993 when I was 11 years old. Everybody's hero. That guy was literally. A god. He yeah. was a god. He was the man. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Dodge. I just wanted to throw that out there. And good, yeah. Good call. Absolutely. I think it comes from, getting back to what we are saying before, it's completely changed topics. I think it just comes from growing up and maturing. And I was kind of touching mm-hmm. on it earlier. Yeah, you're so quick when you're a kid to say, like, I hate that. Like, yeah. Nirvana mm-hmm. are way better than Alice in Chains. I hate Alice in Chains. Where it's like, like the Beatles and Stones thing. It's yeah, like the beauty of life is that you don't have you don't to pick. Have to you can get a cone with a scoop of vanilla and a scoop of chocolate. You can get that's the best. You don't when, once you realize that that's dude. really the best. Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry. Listen, to, yeah. Yeah. listen to Eleanor Rigby and Ruby Tuesday. They're both really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely you was that. Go to TGI school, like, Fridays or like Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. Or do you like Pearl Jam? Sure. Right. You need to decide right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Like who? What team? Who? What team were you on? You had to pick, and she was like, "I did not have to pick." Which I thought was hilarious because yeah. speaking mm-hmm. of Cornell, Soundgarden was never in the conversation. It was like I always felt like that conversation was between Nirvana or Pearl Jam. Yeah, Soundgarden. Was but Soundgarden, honestly, last before Nirvana. They started a little bit. They were the first yeah. band to sign to a major label from that scene. Yeah, from I just that don't scene. get. I just don't get it that they like weren't even considered in that. I also think, I mean, that I think Soundgarden now, the sound is so yeah. different. Than yeah, they were so much heavier at first. So much different, and then. They they're like uh, super unknown didn't come out till like ninety four ninety four which was, was like the concert. second round of wow. Nirvana and Pearl Jam records so Nirvana and Pearl Jam like ninety one ninety two yeah they when took a Bad break, Motor man. Finger was still sort of like a separate yeah. thing and it was I, more like metal and whereas I think, well, kind of lucky it wasn't I think the bottom line is you never know how something is going to translate it's exactly, like I can yeah. say for myself you know how many times I've written a song with a band or whatever whereas the one where I kind of feel like meh. Mm-hmm. And then that's the one where people are like, dude, that that's, one yeah. song is really, really cool. I yeah. feel like I always do that stuff. Absolutely. Who knows yeah. why certain mm-hmm. things translate and why certain things mm-hmm. don't. If we knew that. I never thought in a million years that the B.O.B. song would be so popular. That was like right. a popcorn fart. Yeah. yeah. Like just an like 808 an drum Yeah, I think that's like, totally rule. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. catchy. You know it's just that. It just connects. Yeah. Catchy Who knows? Thing. But I also appreciate that, though, about like when, like as you guys all know, too, as musicians, like I think that when I was younger, I didn't. I didn't realize the value of the 15 minutes or 20 minutes after you perform a set if when someone comes up to you like you really like if you engage with them it means the it, world it, to them yeah that could be you a lifetime relationship yeah, just, and, yeah. people appreciate that so and much just you. making an actual connection it's hard you. too if you think yeah, about it, it like, is what, is it, what is it like for somebody who's that, like it's so frustrating for somebody who wants to express themselves but they're not a musician mm-hmm. or they're not an artist or they, you know, they express themselves like different ways like they're not creative and it's just like that love, that reciprocation that comes back yeah, off of them. Like that's that was that's always day. been my favorite thing about a show. Yeah, I was, just uh, having even if just one person that like you can tell just really appreciated it. You're like, yeah, wow, I, I did yeah. something good today. Yeah, like, was, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, like you know something amazing. I, I there was a guy that I worked with at Guitar Center. And I mean, I only worked with him briefly. He's mm-hmm. from Texas. This guy named Kevin Sheffield, friend of mine, and he's back out there now. And as soon as we released those tracks. As soon as we put them up there, mm-hmm. on, you know, a few days ago mm-hmm. on Friday, mm-hmm. he posted on Facebook and then immediately like text me. Yeah. And he's always like, he hit me up just maybe like a year ago out mm-hmm. of nowhere and was like, dude, mm-hmm. you know, we got a lot of Glass House fans down here in Texas and like, you know, listening to the JSB. And as soon as you put new music mm-hmm. out, like, you got to let me know. That's awesome. And yeah. It's like, um, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm, he's one of my good friends, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't really spend a tremendous amount of time with him mm-hmm. in general. Um, for him to just get that reaction like straight away like yeah, dude yes like yeah. new, new music he's like I just yelled out from the kitchen when I saw the post to my wife he put new music out and I was <laughs> that's like awesome. dude that's yeah. that's amazing like mm-hmm. that that makes you feel really good good feeling yeah. yeah because you know you know like getting back to what we were saying earlier you put that time effort and energy and love into you know making yeah. your art doing your thing and you it. get that reaction out of yourself and that's the driving force that's why you do it but then to get that out of somebody else like I was saying, you know, that's not the end all be all, but I think we can all admit it's pretty great. Really when nice. somebody comes up after your band yeah. plays a gig and they get into a specific with you, like I've had people mm-hmm. come up and like quote a line that that's, I've said yeah, that maybe like wasn't the, the level, easiest yeah. line to hear in the song yeah. and just kind of be like, Whoa. That's one thing if somebody says, Great gig, man, yeah, you're sure. awesome. But when you hear somebody like when they get tone specific. in on like a specific yeah. Dude, I've heard a, a guy come up to me and say, "Dude, like, E minor yeah. nine to B flat." That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like, like, oh, he really gets it. Yes, yeah. that is weird. weird. Yeah. Wow, you were just telling me about someone. Who, <laughs> was it Dylan said some something to somebody? That was the best. Oh, it was uh, Foo Fighters. It was Dave Grohl. 
Was it Dylan who said to Dave Grohl Dave, that yeah, he quoted Everlong to him? Dave, yeah, I read a story that when <laughs> oh, Dave yeah, Grohl, that's an amazing when Dave story, Grohl that's met, awesome. I mean, the, I don't know the exact details, but okay. Dave Grohl met Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. and he said that they were, I want to say, maybe like backstage at a festival or an award show or something. Dave or Dylan was down the hall. One of Dave Grohl's part of his posse was like, yeah, Bob Dylan's standing right down there. And he said, look down the hall. Dylan was there by himself. Walked up to him, wasn't even sure if Bob Dylan was going to know who he was. Oh, well. And he immediately turned around and like quoted a line from Everlong. Yeah. And was Hello. like, Hello, like, <laughs> wait here for you. And he, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bob Dylan. <laughs> I love um, but Dave Grohl just said like, whoa, not only did he know who I... <laughs> Yeah, we do need to pause for that. That should be a whole album of just that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm doing Food Fighters covers. But a new genre. Yeah, but that's great. Bob Dylan mentioned a specific to Dave Grohl about a song that he mm-hmm. wrote, and that's how could that not make you feel amazing? Yeah. And it's cool to see Dave Grohl get fanboyed out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when he's like excited about something. Oh, yeah. totally, dude. Sure, of course. Yeah. I feel like everybody does, like, has somebody that's like they did Wembley. Level Beyond. Yes, John Paul Oh yeah, it's amazing. Jimmy Page. He's overcome with emotions, and Taylor Hawkins is like like breathing like in the background. Like, we're gonna go back into this show. Give me a sign. But yeah, Didn't Taylor was, Hawkins um, sing most of it. Uh, Taylor did. Uh, yeah. No, th- that was Part so. Yeah, they did that, and then they did a finale. Like I think of, they like, did rock and roll, and they, they did, did that. Um, but then they did one song together. I think after okay. that, he went back to the kit. But okay. yeah, I saw I saw Food Fighters for the first time last summer. Mm-hmm. Longest concert I ever been to. Man. I've seen them a few really? times. Was Free? he in that Throne of Guitars? Was, I saw him. Uh, you yes. saw that? I was there too. Dude, that excites me so much. I was there. That was a long concert. That was an amazing. It was like ninety nine degrees. Dude, you know what's great? Me, my my brothers. He learned it to Axel. Brother's 16 year old daughter, who I guess was like that was maybe like two years ago. Was it two or one? I think it was two. Anyway, it was two, yeah. So she was 14 at the time. Mm -hmm. And we, I think we had been to a couple of concerts together, but that was her first like real rock show with Mm -hmm. like her dad and Uncle John as well, Mm -hmm. myself. And uh, I just remember, like, it was the best experience, dude, because Dave Grohl curses like a sailor, and I love it. And we we kind of all do too in my family. Like, we're not really. We don't really care, and I just remember her yeah. thinking like so, that was whoa. the coolest thing. Yeah. Did you like, see the opening act? Were you? Yeah, you, I missed it. Uh, I wanted uh, to see Royal Blood. Royal Blood. Yeah, yeah, they were awesome. Were yeah, cool? those guys rule. Totally, dude. Huge, Love that bass huge sound. Yeah, for just two, two guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. He runs There's all like those a crash bass. bass. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But that drummer's sick, though. Yeah, they sounded absolutely yeah. massive. They were playing as I was walking in, and if mm-hmm. I didn't know, I mean, I knew who they were going into it. They. I, Killer. It sounded amazing. I almost said, I was this close from having him on the show. I was talking to oh, the manager really? about two and a half years ago. Oh, I think it was. wow, dude! Right, cool. I heard that song. I was like, "What is this? Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. What is that when drum sound? That dr- yeah. like you know uh, the the lead off single? Like it's yeah. got the best recorded yes. drums. Like yep." It's and amazing blew up. what two people can do. I remember seeing mm-hmm. the band Local H open for STP back in the day. Yeah. And that Which guy, one? Which one? Were, I was at that. I think. Uh, the band it was at the Spectrum, I want to say. Oh, for Spectrum for your number four album. No, it was before that. It before was for it was for Tiny Music. Oh, you saw that Tiny for Music. Awesome. But Local H opened up for him, right? Just dude playing drums, mm-hmm. and then what's the guy's name? Scott Lucas, the singer, guitar player. But he literally had a P bass pickup, mm-hmm. like mounted into the top of his Strat. Maybe oh, like you know cool. a D and a G from a bass oh, on cool. the top of the guitar. Two separate inputs with mm-hmm. the one input going to like an SVT bass amp, the oh. other one going into a guitar amp. So that way he could like play a riff Both on the, the bass time, yeah. and then like kind of hit little chords. That's cool. While he was singing, it was freaking awesome. And I mean, I can't even say I, some I don't think I could name three songs from that band, but yeah. I remember seeing them at the time and just Being, like blown away. Yeah, just really being. I got in a car accident while listening to Local Age. <laughs> 
I got in a car. No and way. Listen to David Bowie. <laughs> TJ Wilson. Was TJ driving yeah. or you? Uh, we were on our way to school in the morning, and he didn't look right. Oh. Uh, and my knee, my right. TJ, knee look right. Buddy. My right knee still right hurts. Still you got right. hurt. You got <laughs> hurt oh, I didn't get hurt. I, got, I jumped out of the car, and like oh, I, you know, gee. I had like you know gorillas, you know, like that adrenaline. Strength. Sure. But my knee, it's always been messed up. But oh, I'm not man. blaming you, T. I still love you. <laughs> if you've listened this far into the podcast, yeah. but you know, hey, what are you gonna do? I love TJ, but I also blame him. <laughs> Wait, TJ, TJ? Not only yeah. blaming him for the current administration, we're blaming him for the way people hate on music, <laughs> for everything this we've covered this fun. But, um, yeah, it's great when you find, like, a, I mean, I remember when I found Royal Blood, I was like, super excited, but, I mean, the only, only thing I'm listening to now is, like, old school. I mean, I got the, okay, Google, how are you uh, feeling today? <laughs> see it lighting up over there. I'm great. What can I do for you? Nothing right now, thank you. But uh, I listen to a lot of music to her. Okay. Arcade yeah. Fire, obviously. Um, great. No the thing that's cool is that Arcade Fire, they, and the Gorillas did this too, when you buy a ticket to their concert, they send you the album. Yeah, that's Which yeah. is sweet. That's, you know, that's I think that's such a that's smart... totally cool. It's like a very like, like, friendly thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, thank mm-hmm. you for supporting yeah. us and paying the $60. I, so I think that's kind of the way of it now. You know that the, the music is almost just like a... Promo, like mm-hmm. because well, it's so hard to monetize the actual recordings mm-hmm. now. Well, what's that hilarious? That's just sort of a throw-in with the show. So what's hilarious is that, like, I mean, how many of us have thousands of records in our basement or wherever that we've never sold because mm-hmm. nobody buys freaking CDs, and we right. all bought them right at that era where we all. See, all right. I don't want to sell my CDs. I think they're cool. No, I do. They're in my shed. No, the CDs that we made. No, the CDs we made. Like, I have probably five hundred OSO CDs. So why wouldn't we send those? Because why? Why didn't we give those out to everyone in the crowd? Yeah. That's what we should have done. That we should have instead of like waiting for thinking. Oh, to I gotta make ten dollars, twenty dollars, yeah. fifteen. We did that once, I think, towards the end of DTH, but it was like by that point it was too late, you know. Right, mm-hmm. but um, that should have been the move. Yeah, we but always those USB things, the John Faye. I think that's, that's kind of the, the future. I yeah. looked into the pricing for that too. It's actually really, really cost effective. Like, yeah, um, yeah that you is know, you could sell a bracer for five bucks, but I think you look it up on CD Baby. Yeah, I know it's a feature. That might be, but because especially if you're like a touring band or. You know, even if just people come to your shows, that something you gotta have something to give them. Yeah. And you could do like a download card, I guess. I still buy CDs. If it's a band that I like, I'll go get the CD. Yeah. Because I I like reading the the notes. Yeah, there's something to that. And I guess that's why vinyl's sort of making the big comeback. Mm -hmm. So because people like to have something to hold on to and yeah, like look at. I, I kind of always hated the CD as a format for whatever reason. It just so didn't like, ever sound good. I like tapes. I have a boombox yeah, in the back that I, I listen to old tapes. tapes. Yeah. Uh, the treble and well, the bass. Well, well let's just talk about when I used to be in the running, which was a long time ago. But when I was, like, trying to run with a disc man. With uh, the oh, it's it's the terrible. It's terrible. So I just switched back to my giant sure, yellow. My yellow Walkman. The one you could the everyone. It was like 2008. That's and great. like, 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 kids were staring at me like, "What, what is? What does he is have? That? Who yeah. is that guy?" Yeah. I remember to walking around with their CD mans and being like, yeah. "I can't put it in my pocket." Yeah. Dude, you know what my shit. question always was? The disc mans, right? A lot of them had like a little Annie Shock switch. Yeah, Why yeah. would you ever want to turn that off? Right? Shouldn't it just be Dude, on all the time? That's the way I feel about suntan lotion and about shampoo. They make baby versions that are tearless. Mm-hmm. Why do adults want to have their eyes stink? <laughs> Fair enough. Why don't we just make? <laughs> That's a great point. Please, Johnson and Johnson, start making <laughs> shampoos. Oh, they're, they're not going to tearless. They're gonna, there's a huge lawsuit with them. Uh, oh, the powder and stuff like that gave people um, cancer and stuff like no that. No way. 
people that use Johnson & Johnson um, related products have gotten um, a lot of females are coming out saying that they've oh, gotten no. yeah, but it's you know who knows whatever everything we're putting on ourselves is probably of course some form of you're rubbing uh, aluminum yeah. into your armpit every day well, yeah. I just want to I just want it to be weird I gotta put a deodorant on to be before I go to bed it keeps you yeah, cold yeah, it keeps you dry my wife's like what the hell are you yeah my wife said it she's like why are you putting deodorant on my armpit just doesn't feel right that's because you're a sweaty gorilla well that's true are you guys serious I'm a sweaty gorilla I don't put it on before try it this evening when you go home every listener out there right now please go home tonight when you're in bed both females and males if you're listening Buy a little bit of stick of deodorant and see if your your sleep is just a little bit more refreshing <laughs> when you wake up. Dude, you know my secret? It's pH. It's strong enough for a man. You know what my mom used to, I used to use it when we were broke. Oh, I always use lady Somehow deodorant. Somehow we accumulate Only if I shower deodorant. <laughs> I will freely admit on this podcast that I am a lady deodorant user. I really? think I'm pH balanced like a woman. You're not the first wow, person that is. I, I do like a like a light <laughs> smelling like powder one. I don't like the real manly smelling ones. Yeah, I don't like ones. Wait, that you guys use what kind of deodorant? Let's go around. For me, it's not the smell. It's how it literally affects. If I put man deodorant on. It turns into this sour thing after okay. like three hours. Mm. What kind do you use? Spray? Now, nowadays, my lady is 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 uh, is your general white uh, rubble. So it's a roll on. It's not okay. a. It's not a roll. It's uh, it's a stick. 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 Thank you. Yes. Stick it's is the stick. term. Mm-hmm. So it's stick deodorant, and it's the Dove, uh, the Dove Clear. And I, I, I'll go, I'll go regular, I'll go powder fresh, I'll go watermelon. <laughs> I like I'll go the Dove like a, products in general. Yeah, Dove is great. Dove, Dove products you gel, cream, or I usually spray. buy whatever is on sale. With that being said, oh, I so you I, go around, you, you have different yeah. brands? I mix it up, okay. I mix and match. I haven't, I haven't done the same spray one. I have yeah, I've, I'm I've been, really I've been doing low. Arid. I, okay. I was on a right guard kick. The right guard right gel guard. for years. The right guard gel no for way. years. No way, gel. Oh, gel. But yeah, yeah I like the, I do this. It gives me burning yeah. yeah. armpits. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah, it sure does. Bob. Exactly. Right. Gel's no good. Yeah. We've covered a lot thus far. I go with the Speed Stick <laughs> Fresh Scent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I used to have a Speed Stick. It's called Power. Power. Okay. That gives me Can power. I give you awesome advice, including our Bobcast listeners? Please. That Matt Jacat gave to me one time. Okay, he's been because on the show I have seen, and I swear to you, he does this smell is, really good. This is a true story. I've you seen mean Matt Jacat. Yes. Not to be confused with Matt Chiquetti. Yes, exactly. Okay. That confused me so much for a while. Like yeah. confused a lot about, of people. I thought it was the same person. <laughs> confused like, a lot. Matt oh, wow. Anyway, back to deodorant. I have literally seen seen women, and I'm talking multiple women, put their faces in Matt Chiquette's armpit in a bar <laughs> and breathe in and be like. Oh, that's the most wonderful smell I've ever smelled. I've seen it more that's than hilarious. once, and I asked him why. He's like, there's two secrets. He said, you get the same type of deodorant, but two different flavors, and you alternate them. And he might correct me later on this. Whoa, this is a... Right? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like, you do, like, a week with one, but then you change it up so that your, your body, body chemistry keeps... never gets used oh. to one, and that's when it goes sour, he says. Oh. He also says reapplication is very important. Should so we call him up right we now? Should we should This might be a whole topic <laughs> for another Bobcast. We've never called it phone to friend on a phone, but not for something like quite like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is an important topic. I mean, I think We've we got to get to the bottom of this. Immediately. Uh, look at that but picture yeah, I mean, of his face. Yeah, I like, him to be, I like him to be prominent when I call him. Hey, Matt, I'm just going to let you know right off the bat that you're on the Bobcast, but I'm here with some friends. Uh, and we're discussing um, body deodorant, and uh, apparently we want to verify something that Michael Gordon just told everybody. Mike, I'm going to let you take over. Go ahead. Okay, buddy, I need you to tell everybody about your your, your, your deodorant technique. 
techniques. Like you said something about using two different kinds and alternating, and another yeah. about constant application. I, I don't always use the same one so as not to get used to the smell. And uh, I use degree. 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 Okay. Yeah. So you use different None of us flavors of degree? Here. Yeah, I have probably two or three. All right, Matt. That's all we needed. I really appreciate you verifying <laughs> Thank that. You, Thanks, Thanks we, were, we were just going over for the last you know hour and a half trying to find the right pH balance, and you've helped us out tremendously here on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. Later. Hey. <laughs> First podcast phone a friend. Oh, I like no, it. No, but seriously, though, I mean, like, uh, I'm going to have to like try that. Yeah, because I never thought about that in my chemistry. That's a good idea. Yeah. Call him back later. Just get like the whole rundown. You Call him back 10 o'clock tonight yeah. and be like, I'm going to bed right now. <laughs> I need to go to straight what to, is your Oh, we should have asked him if he applies before bed <sighs> to like you some, too. Uh, degree. I'd like to know that. I don't know if it, maybe. See, I, I've never heard like, of that one before. You know what my mom told me that she mm. used to do when she was like a kid? And I, I, I don't know if it was like a thing back then or what. I, and I thought this was super weird, right? You guys were talking about sleeping with the socks on. This is super weird, right? So they would get like a sock. And I don't know if they would apply the Vaseline to their foot. Mm. I think they would yeah. put Vaseline directly in the sock mm -hmm. and then put the sock on and go to sleep We've with that Vaseline-filled sock for just to keep the foot with, um, smooth and soft. But doesn't it do something else like as far like, for your health too as well? Like, like onions yeah, in I, there. I yeah, remember hearing something yes, about absolutely. that. absolutely. I feel like something like that has come out about it, but I don't so think Italian, that's the right? reason. you're Italian, right? But I have Italian side of my... We put like vapor rub on our kids' feet. If he was sick, mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah, my mom's like all about thing, the Vicks vapor up. Apparently, too, if you wear your socks when you're if you're trying to have a baby, if you wear socks, you have a better chance of like uh, producing a child. Is that right? Apparently, boys yeah. are. All right, so I'm gonna make all sure all right, so my friends take their I'm socks fertile. off. <laughs> all right. What's that? You gonna take your socks off? <laughs> no, I'm fertile. I guess right now, right? Because <laughs> I keep them on all the time. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I wear socks eighty percent of the day. I would say. Yeah, but you don't sleep in them. I do. Now, don't sleep yeah. in them. I would Can't. say. I'm it's almost a hundred percent. I'm the guy. Every time I try to have socks on, I thought Chris Wood was the only person that ever slept in socks. But now there's a whole. We uh, I, covered a whole subgenre of all these different types the, of things. It could be like a slippers. thing. Have you ever asked Judah? Oh, well, but you live in that circle too. I'm saying the circle of where all of us live there. Mm, that yeah. Lafayette Hill train maybe there. It's a Lafayette Hill thing. Maybe it, maybe we. All, I feel like we all drank no. the same water because we're all musicians <laughs> from there. It's true. Mm. That is it's a like weird. fertile fertile well, I ground. I think we're right there and right Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. I always thought there was good water in my neighborhood to breed um, mediocre guitar players because I lived here. <laughs> I lived here. And Says then the Nick, fifth best I'm guitarist the fifth best from Norristown, Pennsylvania. Nick lived a block up, and then Scott Brady, who was the guitar player in Dollar 380, who were like mm. childhood yeah, heroes of mine, yeah, too. Yeah, that, that was he like lived the first the next band I remember up. hearing about. I haven't heard that name in yeah. maybe 25 like years. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, seeing that tape. All those guys. Slightly yeah. older than us. Dollar 380 used to play with a band called um, McAdam. Remember McAdam? No. I remember they, seeing them play with Mara, I think, one time, back in the day. Yeah. And, and Mara's also the, still playing. They yeah. just played the country. Yeah. yeah. yeah some, and the Princes of Babylon, who uh, were like some yeah. guys that played with G-Love. I remember seeing mm -hmm. them play on the beach in Avalon for mm -hmm. the Brendan Borex Surf Memorial. Interesting. And it was Princes of Babylon, <laughs> did some uh, Dollar 380, and I think Mara. I could be wrong about that. Dollar 380. Right. I wonder yeah. if they even have... Do you think they have a social media presence out there somewhere? No, I don't think probably so. Probably not. You, you could probably... Find something, some mention of them out there mm -hmm. if you search. You know what's awesome? I'll give a shout out to uh, to Scott Brady, their guitar player, my friend. I haven't talked to him in a minute, but and again, I don't know all the details, but his little daughter ended up becoming, and I think she still is currently, I don't think she's maybe 10 years old. She's like a Broadway star, dude. She oh, got wow, picked wow. to be in Annie Whoa, on Broadway a few cool. years ago. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is she Annie or she was even Annie? If she's not. She was Annie okay. for like wow. a whole run of it. That's awesome. Absolutely, wow. like, you know, like an off-Broadway performance. But yeah, in New York, that's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think she's like a child uh, singer actress up there now. Since I'm staring at a downtown Harvest City that is propping your computer right now, and keeping my fans, you mentioned cool. uh, uh, earlier. You mentioned a song that I always wanted to ask about the Bob. Mm. Now, what are those lyrics? Are you the scary clown? <laughs> you are. You scared. What did scared you do? Clown. Did you do something one night? Were you dressed as the Joker? Like you? Now this is before the Dark Knight even came out. Yeah, I, I thought so. Always, I was always obsessed with the uh, Batman. Sure. Yeah. We just watched ba- about. Who wrote that night. lyric? Well, the story behind it would be Chris is, or Frank. It was a collaborative effort because what happened was when we moved to California, we shipped all of our everything in Chris Wood's green. Remember his green little van, the family mm-hmm. van. Mm-hmm. So we put all sorts of stuff in there because it was two hundred fifty bucks to ship it from my house in Country Hocken to Los Angeles where we lived mm. and um, they said it would take two weeks it took a lot longer than two weeks I can't remember exactly how much so when we arrived in Los Angeles to our studio apartment we only had the backpacks that we had on ourselves uh, I think some of us had toothbrushes I had my tent and we had a drum machine mm. no guitars no amps nothing and the drum machine is what filled our time and we wrote B.O.B. on that and then Mission um, when Chris was like we need 200 two and a half hundred bucks now get loose now or something he's referring to uh, we got fined for all this stuff in the van and they wanted 250 more dollars for our stuff so that's how the song came about and I think Frank Ewing called you a scary clown I think he wrote the hook (laughs) I I can't I can't be sure but I think Frank did write that hook I, know, I think he's the one who sings so, it yeah, in the live show. Like yeah, this. for the most part. Yeah. I know part of the story of the little boys on the front cover. Can I tell it? Sure. Well, that's this is the red ones, the golden dragon, the white ones. Bob. That, yeah, it's just like that. the ten. The, oh, that's right. That's on. Please the tell the story. Of the, I'm the pretty film. confident. Correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. you would know better than I. Obviously, Chris told me that that was a picture that his dad took, mm-hmm. and he said that at. I think the CD release party, you guys had a big picture of the front cover hanging up, Mm -hmm. and one of the little boys, it's two little boys that are kind of dressed like cowboys, like Texas Rangers, one of the guys just happened to come in, and was like, like why do you have a picture of me as a little boy, like (laughs) as your album cover? They're actually really cool though, so they they came to that one, and then uh, we maintained contact with them, and they started coming to shows, where's this pic at, I have it here somewhere. So like they came one night and they reenacted the pose. Oh, that's oh awesome. no and, way! Um, no way! I've never seen this. Yeah, they were they were super cool, man. I I, can't, I, I feel like such a wait a minute. They both came. Bummed that I can't remember the name, but uh, let's see here. Who wrote that comment? Uh, yeah, they reenacted the pose. Oh yeah! Oh, you got to be that's kidding amazing. me! So here they are for the people listening. Uh, they were about that. ten, but um, oh, they came crazy. back. I guess they were in their late thirties or early forties, and they reenacted it. Dude, but I mean, like, amazing. so many stories, like, awesome. you know, I never told the story. I told it, like, on the internet a few days ago, but um, I love that album cover. I love the way it's I love that album. I, it I think that album is really good. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really fun album. I, I remember I always that. thought it was Chris and his brother, and yeah, I, I knew them when they were too. that age, and yeah. I literally still yeah, thought that it was them. That's the crazy part. I was wondering about that kid on the cover of Nevermind, like... He's still around. Yeah. He is. I think I read, I read a story about, about him. Yeah, yeah recently. not too long ago. And then recently, now, also too, the guy Mini played Jeremy in the Jeremy yeah, video. Just read all about that. Trevor, Trevor, yeah, read about that. that. Sucks. I always what wonder about Ham from the Sandlot. <laughs> is he out there? Yeah, we're, you know, What's I, he actually, doing? I do wonder about him. Is though, he skinny? Because I know I Chunk know. got skinny from the Goonies. Chunk did, but, but I don't know about Ham from the Sandlot, and I'd love to know what he's up to. 
Love the Somebody sandlot. phone in, please. What's Benny, know. Yeah, what's Benny <laughs> the Jet doing? Can we have another Benny phone the of the Jet? Speaking of 80s nostalgia, did you guys hear about the Karate Kid coming back to Netflix? I did hear about this. No yeah. It's called Cobra Kai. Okay. And it's basically... A um, new show? It's a new show. It's a half-hour like comedy. Cobra Kai? So, yeah. So, please uh, tell me Danny's, what this Danny, is. right? The, yeah. Uh, so, Danny's character... Is down and out in his early. Or is 50s. it Johnny? Johnny. Is it really Frank's him? Was it's really him. It's so really Johnny oh, reopens yes. the Cobra Kai and enlists the help of Ralph Macchio's yes. character to work together to oh teach God. kids karate. And it's I'm like, actually super psyched. Netflix is killing it, dude. Netflix. Netflix yeah, Netflix is. Do you like comics, right? So Netflix comedy. just bought oh, yeah. Mark Millar today. Absolutely. They bought Millar World. So oh, like, wow. They bought all of that. Do you know what John and I watched last night that you, as a comic book fan, would love more than anything, especially? We watched The Killing Joke Batman last night. Batman Killing oh, Joke? Yeah. Have you seen it? I, I went to the theater to see it with Mickey. That's uh, dark. Right down the, on the right. Um, I, I, we did a podcast on it. Mickey and I went to see it uh, for the Fathom events, and I was so disenfranchised, though, with the fact that Batman decided... Like, so the comic book is just 30 pages, and it's sure. basically the Joker in that funhouse. Uh-huh. So they added all that stuff before that. Sure. 45 minutes of Batman getting on with Batgirl. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But like, I don't, like I get what they're trying to do because in the graphic novel there's there's lots of, the Joker rapes Barbara Gordon spoilers. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I mean, I get what they're trying to do to make her an empowering character in the beginning but like, it was just, it came off wrong to me really. Yeah, it like, was kind of weird. shouldn't have sex with Batgirl. I, I agree with that. He shouldn't ever have sex. Batman's tortured. I agree know, like, with you. <laughs> especially on the roof in the Batman so costume. What about Vicky yeah, Vale, bro? That's a bit much. That's different. Live action's different. Michael Keaton can have sex. No, I'm saying, I'm saying Bruce Wayne can have all the sex that he wants. Uh, fair enough. And, he, and as well, he should get his right. frustration out. The animated right. stuff but though. Batman yeah. should never have sex. That's no. something that I agree with you on that. When we when we started the movie and it gives like the parental advisory, it said like rape. Yeah, that was the very first thing up there. Which like, whoa! Did you guys ever did you ever read the book? Yeah, I read the, the book. Yeah. Books really well. Yeah, done. the, the, the book, covers are awesome. The book is amazing. You know? And I was so looking forward to it because it's like one of my favorite. I love Mark I get all my comic book information from you too. I love actually. Mark Hamill as the Joker. <laughs> Me too. So him doing the Joker in anything. I'm, you know who originally I, was I supposed to be the Joker's Luke choice? Uh, uh, Pennywise. Um, Oh, oh, Tim yeah. Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah, there wow. is actually a recording of it somewhere out there. I would I actually dig they, that. They, they, they recorded just a bit, and they're like, "It doesn't work." And then like they're like, "We'll get Mark Hamill." Like we can't get Luke Skywalker yeah, to be to the be. voice of the Joker, but like he's been doing it for years. It. Been doing it since like, like 1995. Um, I love the animated crazy. series. I was a big fan of that. Me when too. I was a kid. I was the animated series is really dude, well done. So well done. I think the, my favorite episode is that Mr. Freeze one where the Mr. Freeze one is great. I can't remember the name of it, but the Rose. Like I was like, "Oh my god, how could a cartoon have so much emotion?" Dude, all of them. I love how they would do like the mini series and like uh, very well written I love like the art deco mm-hmm. kind of like 40s kind of look exactly. that everything had so yeah. everything was real dark I used to look so to forward what to that Tim Burton tried to do it a bit it's funny when you watch Batman now like 89 like you can see like you know it's it's aged a bit it does sure. Gotham yeah, City is yeah. like literally one block yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 but at least they had prints on the soundtrack you know I miss when like Movies would do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. have a great yeah, like they they did that with Compton. That, that they, was cool. They do it with like uh, cartoons more than anything now. Yeah, they do it with cartoons with but like, like with Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. with the trolls and um, Pharrell with Happy. Secret Life of Pets. I think uh, that yeah. Mm-hmm. So kids movies, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like you're right. Like the, I love your collection. Nice. Where's like <laughs> the the I will always love you. Yeah, we're or, like. 
Where's the kiss from a rose? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Dude, Forever. I mean, Go look at what was that YouTube song, song on that song? Song. Right, look, Hold me, feel me, kiss me, kill me. Uh, you were talking early about like, guitar that tones. Song. That song. Yeah. Like, you know, hear a guitar tone. Edge has amazing guitar But that guitar tone is so cool, Dude, you could hate you two. You can think they're the worst band ever and whatever. That's completely irrelevant. I don't. I think you two are really cool. Me too. You, the Edge, dude. We yeah. were talking about a unique guitar player, especially him coming up in the '80s with all like the hair farmer, like tapping and shredding. Again, yeah, not to say anything wrong with that, but just to come out and do something completely yeah. out of left field. He really with delay that. pedal, mm-hmm. playing these little chimey chords. And you know, I, I was a little kid when all that stuff was happening. But like looking back on it now, I always would think like if I was a teenager when U2 came out, yeah. they would have been one of my favorite bands. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've so always been a big fan of that. Energy, sure. that, like mm-hmm. the political aspects. Stuff. Their lyrics, like I, I dig it. I feel like I, I and they produce all that sound with one guitar player. Yeah, man. Occasionally, I think sure. Yeah, I always thought they were a cool band. I like the way the bass player and drummer on a lot of their songs are really just playing like. But that's partly why he got into all that delay stuff to make it sound like he was more than one guy and Mm -hmm. fill all that space. It's also my favorite South Park episode. They were on that. Oh, Bonnet. dude, it's the best. Oh, it's because it's because it's exactly the opposite of what John's that. talking about. Oh, he's a giant turd. He's number two. Oh yeah, number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. No, that's not it. He lays the biggest crap. No, in that's the world. not true. He is the biggest. He crap. Is the biggest. Oh, that's right. That's, how, and that's a spoiler, though. No, that's yeah. not. Yeah. How yeah. Yeah. That's right. If you that's haven't seen it, you don't watch it. If they've listened this far into the podcast, the rules are off after sixty minutes of the podcast. That's it. Should we listen to another track, or what's the deal? Are we good? We're good. All right, let's good. move on. I think you should crack another America beer. I already just did. I'm now on my fifth of the podcast, so for those of you counting, Brilliant. a little over an hour. There's nothing wrong with that. Let me just say there's we'll only two We'll mark the section of the podcast by the crack of your... There was a, there, there was a the bud, a Miller, a Miller Lite, a Spike Seltzer, a, Spike Seltzer. a Pilsner Urkel, and now another bud. Yep. Are we allowed to say those names on yeah, well, this yeah, brought to you by all these sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Let it happen. But um, just giving them free. I'll be a character witness for you, Bob. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> I think th- I think that this podcast, though, in general, we covered a bunch of stuff, and it went off on some awesome tangents. <laughs> sure. I think that maybe we should, you know, this group should come back not as a slow voice based like podcast but maybe we should just, just get political. back to talk about stuff <laughs> I don't you know what I mean like hang out and like have like Socks a and Justice League of slow voice type you know like thing but yeah. we almost touched Trump today and we really didn't it's like so you hard. mentioned it's, him so hard. it's hard I mean like look the, it's ha- needs the way I, I look at it is hashtag not my life but sometimes like he gets so involved with what's going on it's hard not to say something but like it just is it's a, yeah. it's a reality shock you know what I want to do the guy running mm. the country North I, Korea like I want to give a shout out to I wish Frank, the Frank Ewing mm-hmm. can we say Frank Ewing yeah, we never, he true. plays never, sax we on the record there yet. that's all we, we never <laughs> got yeah. Frank, we, Frank we, plays sax on two of the tracks and Frank so is also the fifth member of the live slow voice band playing go. sax live keys percussion singing I'm really excited about the fact that all five of us in some capacity are going to sing Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really that's exciting cool. for me. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that. we left out from the Slow Voice project? Frank Ewing, Steve Schaller, myself, John Salamone, Michael Gordon, and Brian Strain. And we, did we get band, all the drummers? The names? live band, and then, yeah, we, we said... Uh, so, same again, Steve. Mark, Fun Dog, Henderson, mm-hmm. Chris Wood. Drums. Yeah, these are the drummers. Chris Wood, 
Dan Baker and Brian Strain. And how about Tina? Give oh, Tina and, and yeah, Tina Haney sings a little. Sings a little background vocal background on our vocal song, "The Heavens." On a song called "The Heavens." Mm-hmm. She just just started us recording and was just like started going. We're like set up a microphone, get it on. She's like, "You guys got to do something like that." And he literally was just like, he couldn't get the mic set up fast enough. She's so talented. And that song, "The Heavens," which will be released in week three of our four-week release, I think that is an eight-minute epic oh, cool. dance track I, I feel like long songs. that song yeah. to me has a, has a heavy influence of like Animals by Pink Floyd mm-hmm. and Daft Punk Love it. and it's this it's like weird juxtaposition I think that's kind it's of it's kind of a Beatly thing it was like that's with sort of a centerpiece of our record that idea of taking that like dark spacey stuff and combining it with like a, a dancey groove mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of my Mm-hmm. My favorite thing. Nine Inch Nails meets LCD sound system. Something sure. like that. Yeah. You not all. Not all the tracks are there. Prick, but. Prick was such a good yeah, band. Like I, wish that that they, I wish. I think that they didn't really. Uh, you know, they didn't take off because of their band name, but like, um, they were they were tight. I loved them, man. I wanted to go see, see them live, but were they? Were they um, it was it was Trent's a, a Trent like, side project. Second side pro- okay. Second uh, artist on nothing, I think. Oh, okay. They Manson were signing of his. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting thing about that Defiant ones thing. How like that was one of. Jimmy Iovine's just like, what do you want? Yeah, he's, he's like he's meeting like, Dracula. Um, when I went in the room with him, it was like meeting Dracula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, I'll have my own label. Yeah. He's like, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, and a billion dollar advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super excited for you guys. Super uh, excited to see us, Low Voice, on the top of the world, September the 15th, 2017. I'm going to have to end this because in approximately about two minutes, my son is going to wake up if I know him well. 252 but, is yeah. usually when he wakes up. But, um, <laughs> Bob, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for having so much. us, man. It was fun. We'll thanks for having us again. to be here Talk and about can't wait to play. play on the roof. Yeah, and I'm excited that each week you guys are going to be releasing something. Check out Slow Voice on yeah, Facebook. Check out every Friday. Click the like button. Follow us on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I just can't uh, believe. I can't believe that I'm recording this in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania, and I've listened to it in like New Zealand. It's great. Like that's awesome. You're the international man the, of mystery. I'm trying to give you returned. like hits on the internet, you know, from the other mm-hmm. countries. Mm-hmm. That was my whole plan. I love it. <laughs> I mean, if we can have the geoanalysis go to all the places that you were at, I think yeah. I can really really track actually things. New Zealand went. That might have been you. That was probably me, buddy. So all those pins around the world. <laughs> I don't know. That could have been a, bro- a friend of I'll brothers, maybe. Maybe all a friend of brothers by one guy. No, it, it might have been you. It might have been you. But super excited for you guys. Definitely check out Slow Voice. On the the World Wide Web. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of... The Bobcast. The Bobcast.